Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Welcome, y'all, to the veteran gamers. Juju, Jimmy, and the fellas will tell you. Japan! Good game that you're playing this week. News, reviews, and an indie pitch. Juju, time and chips, game breakers. Here comes Juju with the sound bite saving. The game breaker. It's the veteran gamers. Ha! 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 Hello and welcome to show 119 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 119! You know, 119 is the sum of five consecutive prime numbers. 17, 19, 23, 29, and 31. So take that, prime numbers. Brilliant. Do you know I'll sleep better tonight for knowing that? Yeah, that's right. There you go. Well, it's a good start. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great start. Actually, I got something to start. Introduce people, Stu. Yes. Uh, first of all, we have Chini. Yo, everybody. <laughs> I'm the daddy, as always. And... Yeah. We've also got you. A times B times C equals X. If X is less than the cost of a recall, we don't do one. That's brilliant. Yeah, Fight Club. Fight Club, yay! Stu got a movie right, yay! Yay. I've seen that movie, it's good. It's It's a great movie. In fact, fact, uh, Millie Millie had a friend round at the weekend, and they were deciding... You not watch Fight Club with Millie. (laughs) No, listen, right? And they were were deciding... you want to see an exciting movie about boxing? Yeah. They were discussing Meatloaf's performance. They were discussing... No, they were discussing... um, it's... What film to watch, right? She's going through, oh, we've got Princess Diaries, or we've got the new Karate Kid, or whatever. And I said, oh, you want a film with fighting in? You want to watch Fight Club, right? And Kay, Kay turned around and was like, what? <laughs> no, you don't. Well, like, you'll be fine with that. It's a great film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I need to start the show this week, because I have a new feature that I want to introduce. This is going to be awesome. You ready? Uh, yeah, we're always ready. Yeah, it's called Historical Recreations. Here we go. And now... Veteran Gamers presents Historical Recreations with Duke Scath. This week, we present the Veteran Gamers Silver Dollar Games interview. Hi, I'm Stu. I'm interviewing the guys from Silver Dollar Games. Hey, how's it going? I'm all right. So what kind of biscuits do you like? Um, we like peanut butter. It's like peanut butter Oreos. Yeah. Do you like you dip that in milk then? Yeah. But why? Why would you do that? It's ugh, gross. Are you some sort of disgusting pig? Why would you dip biscuits in milk? What's wrong with you? Ah, jeez. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. It's so gross. Why would you do that? You're supposed to dip them in tea. That's what you do with biscuits is dip them in tea. <laughs> stupid people. <laughs> dip them in milk. Ah, ah, gross. All right. Let's talk about your games. Uh, my co-host says that your games are garbage. <laughs> and pedophiles for making those games. <laughs> my uh, we, don't know. we make games that we like. And, and lots of people like our games. Some people do anyway. We got an email once from someone who liked one of them. Yeah, my co-host also says that um, you guys are sons of Osama bin Laden. Like, he's your dad. 
Uh, can you try to convince my co-host that you're not children of Osama bin Laden? Um, no, we're not. Yo, my co-host also thinks that you you guys once raped a zebra, and uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, that's true. Did you ever make a game about having sex with zebras? No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, milk, dipping biscuits in milk, gross. <laughs> This has been Historical Recreations <laughs> with Duke Scath. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was great. Uh, <laughs> very much. Yeah, I only mentioned you once. You mentioned me like five times. Right. Don't even front. I don't. I mentioned you. I mentioned that you you weren't particularly keen on their games, which is true. Yeah, you. That's absolutely true. And I mentioned the only other time I said that during the interview did you which was what 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 did i not say you didn't say that you agreed with me when i was making all those criticisms all Look, i was the one who asked my co-host things on my co-host Look, you as you should do because a bit of a no a i a diversion from one, yourself one, it's like on one. fox news and they go some people say well i like the game blow and i've never played a killer's dream so i can't i said i like to blow too <laughs> if you never played killer's dream you don't get to interview these guys because you don't know the depths of the terror they subject people to i'm just well, kidding it was anyway. a good interview i found it interesting and i i you know you made me sympathize with them so well done hey by the way though by the way um we've got a new game for anyone with a confession now uh, which is apparently Cassie's animal noises. <laughs> that's that's apparently what what people have to play now if they need repentance. And we've got one this week, so with it, someone will be playing that game. Cassie's animal noises. Have you played this? I had a look at it. It was interesting. I have not played it. Yeah. What, what do you think, Stu? <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> basically the game is his sister uh, making an animal noise, and then you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What noise she's making? <laughs> How stupid is that? That's slightly better than a killer's dream to me. Yeah, well, but you know what? Because you could possibly win this game. Killer's dream, no hope. Uh, but I said once upon a time that the fact that uh, they make some good games like Blow makes their shit games even worse because then it's like, well, you could be making good. If I if somebody's just getting started making games, I'm like, all right, they're not capable of making anything better. But you know what? These guys are capable of making things that are better, and it's pathetic that they don't. Well, they do though, and that's the thing. Like this uh, week's game is one of their games that we're doing. Things that are better. They do make things that are better, and obviously. One Finger Death Punch looks a lot better. It's a good game. Yeah, we'll have that in seven months. But it's like they said in the interview, it's like they said, um, you know, when he spends six months making Blow and he makes more money off a game that took him two days to make, which is he going to make? The one that takes him six months or the one that takes him two days? Hey, are you an artist or are you a businessman? All right? And and life's not just about money, man. You got to, you know, what's your legacy going to be? Yeah, but it's like he said. It's like he said. The smaller games fund the bigger ones because if they didn't do the smaller yeah, games, they wouldn't be able to make the bigger you know, games. All I'm saying is, in a hundred years, when someone's like, "Hey, you remember Silver Dollar Games?" They're gonna go, "I don't know, maybe." What did they make? And they'll go, "Try not to fart." And they'll go, "Oh yeah, that's not cool." That's again, his perception is rightly or wrongly that most people don't care who makes a game; they just play the game. That's his perception. Not necessarily yeah, but true. You know what? He I said that. What he made. He I knows see. what he's made. No, but he may do. But he's, his perception is, if it's a good game, it won't matter whether they've made no, crap games. Uh, yeah, but people are very, you know, it's not. it doesn't apply to everyone. I think a lot of people do just kind of like play the game, don't really pay attention to who made it. But there are people who record podcasts and, and stuff for it. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But he sees that as only like maybe a couple of percent of the playing population. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Just, who, do you, who do you want? Like, I mean, the thing is, I can see what he's doing. He's making money and he's giving, him, giving himself funding for the, for the better games that he's making. But he's doing that at the cost of people who know uh, the game industry and know and pay attention to game developers and losing their respect. He's doing that at, at a cost. I said that. I mean, that was a question I asked him. So you listen to the interview. Clearly, I haven't listened to the interview. Clearly, I haven't, because I obviously gave... I'll listen to the interview. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, I I did give them a bit of grief and sort of, you know, ask them a few... Behind Duke. Yeah. (laughs) Answer the question about why did you make Killer's Dream? What was the point there? Because they sort of ducked it, and they were like, uh, well, yeah. Well, what was funny, because obviously the way I brought that in was like, we use it on our show for people's repentance, yeah. right? And then you said, yeah, oh, that's that's funny, funny. which I thought was good. When we, when we try and make it scary, and then he went, and then he sort of realization done. Yeah, like, people don't think it's scary, do they? You do it because it's funny, don't you? Nobody was scared yeah. by that game. I'm scared by the fact that it exists, and the same <laughs> uh, I'm scared that Sarah Palin exists. Well, yes, it was, it was a good interview. I thought they I were really it- good. I think if I'd have done that interview... That's what we're supposed to say, Stu. Yeah, it was a good interview. No, I think yeah. they, were really, they were good people. No, I know. And you're right. It was a good interview. If I did that I interview, that. I wouldn't have been satisfied unless they cut the call. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have done. I would have tried to offend them so much that I would have oh, just I, gone... Maybe yeah. it was like, no, you yeah. hang up first. No, you hang up first. Yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. I had invited shit games. Like, what's the point in that? <laughs> I had invited them on, though, you know. I wasn't there to upset them, but I was there to sort of ask yeah, them. Yeah, you know. So. Clive Anderson invited yeah, the Bee Gees on his show, and they walked that. off. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. But anyway, they were, they were very good, I have to. Uh, yes, moving on. Duke, I've got some news for you, but I don't know whether you know this. Oh, news! Know this. Yeah. Putting news first. We are putting news, well, second, I suppose. Well, I guess. Uh, you know your favourite person in the world, in the world of gaming. Come on. Peter Molyneux? No, you're a special friend. Come on. Uh, Come on. Uh, Tom Bissell. Correct. Did you know hey. Did you know that he's co-writing The Witness with Jonathan Blow? Did you know that? No, I did not. You know the game The Witness? That's going to be yeah, the, the best game ever. Mish. Yeah. Yes. The one that, it's, yeah. it's like Mist? The one that's like Mist. Yes, he's co-writing huh. it. I did not know that. That's very Witness cool. Witness the fitness. I know. <laughs> so, yes. So that's like your favoritest person and someone you don't like very much at all, all at the same time. Well, well I didn't like his game. I don't have an opinion about him as a person. I do. Yeah, Ginny, Ginny doesn't like Jonathan Blow at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I just think he's a bit, you know, wishy-washy. I mean, just talking about that, what is it with these indie developers that I think they're sort of a bit more superior to everyone? Like Phil Fish, for instance. Let's talk about him a little bit, shall we? Who? Phil Fish? Who? What do you mean, who? Phil Fish, who? Where have you been? I don't know. Who's Phil Fish? Who's Phil Fish? Have you heard of the game Fez that came out this week at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't played it yet, though. At all. I haven't played it yet. Well, he's the developer of R. Oh, well done to him. But he made some comments at the game developers. Yeah, yeah, he's making comments. Yeah, I've heard that. What what were they again? He's been doing it for a couple of years, actually, making kind of... Well, sort of, but the ones he made at the conference were very good because ja- basically uh, a Japanese game developer. Oh, that's it, yeah. Got right. up to ask him a question. Uh, sort of said, 
said, what What do you think of the Japanese, the modern Japanese game industry at the moment? And he, his answer was, your game suck. And that that was that was pretty much it, really. That's what his response was. Uh, he should have put that to <laughs> most of your games. So. No, no, your game suck is basically. And then Jonathan Blow uh, backed him up, incidentally. Now, who'd have thought, you know, that the two... Uh, people who are obviously a little bit above the stations, I think, to a certain extent. Well, they are in the arm, I guess, because they, they've sort of both... <laughs> it isn't, it isn't. It isn't. But Jonathan Blow is obviously a millionaire off his game, so I guess he's, you know, but they seem to be very up their own arses a little bit. Witness the fitness. Thank you. One hope, one quest. Witness the fitness. Yeah, so it, it didn't go down there, and the... The Japanese guy who got up apparently just walked out of the auditorium once his question had been answered. Japan! Yeah. Was he a game developer? Yes, he was a game developer. He didn't say which game developer he was, but he was a Japanese game developer. Mm. Yeah. And he just said, you know, he, he just literally wasn't very constructive. Uh, then he went on to say that he didn't mean it in the way that it sounded, and that he said, you know, most Japanese games are, are, are so not all of them, you know. That's true. <laughs> You know, they, they I mean, suck now. Yeah, I mean, we can be sort of honest, I suppose. They haven't always sucked. Well, no. we'll come to that. Um, but yes, we, we can sort of say that, you know, Japanese games on the whole, you know, we've got stuff like Dark Souls. And Catherine, as much as you hated it, it's still at least unique and different. And, you know, there's still some creativity. I don't think there. anyone's arguing that Japanese games are not unique and different. No, but, but a true. lot... A lot of them aren't, though, and that's the trouble, isn't it? A lot of them are just carbon copies of other stuff they've done in the past. You know, they're not doing anything new and unique, really. They have unique, weird things within them, but the games themselves are maybe copies. Or the ones that they're trying to do more modern are sort of apes of Western games, like Binary Domain, for instance, which I finished this week. You know, that sort of... Yeah, that apes a lot of sort of Western games, like Gears of War, etc. You know, they're trying... I mean, there's always going to be a bit of a feedback loop. I mean... You know, somebody, look, you can't, ever, not every game is going to be an innovation. And sometimes people copy off of other people. The U.S. The game developers copied off of Japanese and vice versa for a while. And so yeah, it's sort of swinging the other direction now. Okay. Yeah, but I think it's difficult as well because it's sort of how many new ideas can you really come up with that hasn't been done before? Well, right, which is why you're not, you shouldn't set out to, you know, most game developers, I think, set out to be like, oh, we have this new thing, and that's the hook. That's what's different. That's what makes this game awesome. You know what Kingdoms of Amalur has? Good stories in it and decent game mechanics. Like, that's the selling point there, and that's working. And I think that's something every game developer can really achieve because not every new innovation in a game is going to be amazing, and not every game is going to have something new that's really remarkable. Oh, got to get this. Instead, game developers should, on the whole, strive for good stories and good fun game mechanics. And too often, I think they miss that. And that's exactly what uh, Binary Domain does, really. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I wouldn't... Really? Yeah. Is it a good story? Yeah, the story is actually pretty good. Really? Yeah, it really? is. Yeah, it All is. Right. It's... Um, it's a bit sort of, you know, about sort of robots being amongst humans. That's but on the back of the box, by the way, Duke. But... Sort of. That was words, yeah. sort of. <laughs> it's about robots being amongst humans, but not only do the humans not know the robots, because they look so much like humans, but the robots themselves don't know the robots. So, I hope, uh, so it's a bit Blade Runner-ish. Battlestar Galactica. I hope yeah. a Quantic Dream make a game, something like that, too. <laughs> uh, but it, it, you know what? It had... 
Yeah. It had a pretty good ending as well. I liked the ending. It had some cool boss fights along the way. All the boss fights were, were actually quite well done. Uh, and even the final one, it, it, it sort of... Spoilers. No, not really spoilers, but it told that line between sort of frustration and challenge, but not so much that you got really pissed off at it. You know, it, it was doable. It wasn't unfair. You know what I mean? You didn't feel like it was taking any cheap shots. Uh, and it was good. I liked it. I liked the story. I liked the way it all played out. And I liked the ending. I thought the ending was excellent. It was very good. It had a great cutscene after the credits. And you know, there was a the, lot the, of credits. The game, like, I played a little bit of the de- demo, but this robot started coming out of nowhere. And I was just like, I don't know. It, it irritated me. It's, I kind of want to play this, but... It's fun. That's what it does really well. That A lot of games, it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know See, I wish you played Vanquish so that I could decide if it's any good. Vanquish is great. That's Vanquish right there. It's fun. In fact, I just bought that this week again because like, I want to play it again. And it's a fun game. It's similar in style to Vanquish, I would have said. You yeah, know, I've played I Vanquish. What do you know about I've it? i played the demo. Wow. You know, so I have a wow. rough idea. But it is that sort of... <laughs> it's, it's more... It's like sometimes... Like some of the levels, it's just like a shooting gallery. You know, there's yeah. just stuff coming and you just shoot the shit out What's of it. What's this uh, binary demand? Yeah, and I think it's just fun. It's just like it was. It was a really nice game to play after playing Mass Effect Three. Think, something that you don't have to concentrate too much on. I think um, you know, sorry, with with Vanquish, I, I can speak for Vanquish, right? And it sounds like binary demand as well. They kind of think about the game a little bit more first. Yeah, you know I mean, like they, they think right. Let's make this fun. And then we'll right. just we'll just like put this story around it. Who cares? And like and if you go at it with that who cares attitude, because I'm mean, putting this on my game fly. I want to play it, on. it. Put it on. If, if I mean, if you look at Vanquish from a, like a, a narrative point of view, <laughs> it falls apart very quickly. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's you know it's fun and it's it's just silly and it's it's just it's. A lot of fun to play, and the levels yeah, are very interesting. For what it does, and that's what they—that's what they was going for. Like they, you can tell they set off and said, "Like let's make a fun game to play." And you know, Platinum Games. Say what you like about them. They—they, they, I mean, I didn't really like Bayonetta, but it was a good um, action game, and they—they they know how to make a good to a good game uh, to play. Just just to play. You know what they do with the rest of it uh, is a little bit of a different story. Bayonetta was just too much for me, but Vanquish was just the right. Amount of nonsense. So yeah, binary mine. It sounds like it's uh, it's kind of going to be my stuff as well. Yeah, I think I think you would enjoy it, and it's it's sort of westernized enough. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are some crazy Japanese stuff going on. For instance, and the, it was unbelievable, right? In one level, this is absolutely true, right? In one level, one of your teammates decides he needs to take a shit in the middle yeah. of a huge firefight. Well, so you're in, you got to go, you got to go. In, you're in this office block, right? And basically, it's quite comedic because he sort of goes, and he's sort of doing the, I've got the shit sort of need a shit, right? So he's sort of like doubled up and sort of hobbling. This, this guy's right up your right. ass. And he's <laughs> like, as soon as that happens, he's like, this he's is like, 10 out of 10. This he's like, I need ever. to go, I need to go. And he goes into the toilet in the office block you're sort of shooting the shit out of, right? You have this huge firefight. I see what yeah? you did yeah? there. Yeah, do you see what I did there? And then when he comes out, he's like, oh, is it all over? <laughs> so he sort of, while he's on the loo, you sort of finish it in the fight, and then he comes up. It was kind of funny, though. Know? He's like, what are the chances that that happens in a game? You know, really. Sounds very silly. It was very silly, but it was done in a silly way. It was done in a, like, hey, we know this is stupid, so we're just going to do it anyway. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I think you'd like it. It's good. And it, it looks nice enough. It shoots well. The aiming's good. The cover system works really well. 
It's it's just a good fun game, you know. It makes me think. Right, I mean, has anybody saw Pineapple Express? Express. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, like you know, uh, one of my favorite things about a film is like the fight scenes because they're so kind of realistic and awful. Yeah. You know, because real fights. I don't know if you've ever seen a real fight, but they're they're pretty shit, really. <laughs> right? It's it's never like you see them in films. And yeah. I would, you know, uh, it's interesting to kind of see what people would really do in a combat situation. And like you, you saying, Stu, you know, someone go for a shit. So what if you really needed a shit? Right? Or, <laughs> well, you know, like, or you're really, or you're starving, <laughs> or you know, you, you you've got cramp or something. And you know, because I know for a fact, right. These things would happen to me. I'd get a like a brick in my shoe, you know, and I'd be like moaning about that more than anything else. Uh, well, you, be, you guys go ahead. I, I can't. Uh, the sh- shoe. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be like, I got cramp. I got pins and needles. I can't get. Off. I got pins and needles. It's killing me. Um, you know, just the things like that. They should throw a little bit more of a comedic aspect into it. But you know, uh, it's just an idea, I suppose. That's but I, have, I, I mean, that's that... one of my, my game. Metal Gear Solid 4 has that very same thing, though. There yeah, is that a... game sucks. Yeah, oh, it does. Okay. There was a scene in that where a dude needs to... And the other good thing about this game... Oh, yeah, I did see that scene, sorry, yeah. and that yeah. was just awful. Yeah, there was a scene where a guy needed to... Because it was like, need a poo-poo, poo-poo-poo-poo. <laughs> yeah, it, it was terrible. That oh, sounds terrible. brilliant. What are you it talking about? Awful. No, this was done a bit more like, I just need to take a shit, I'll be back in yeah, a minute. Yeah, that's... You know, like... <laughs> but what was, what was other quite... The other quite a good thing about it you know we know japanese games on the whole have massive cutscenes, though they'll last forever you know yes, on the whole this game doesn't you know it does have cutscenes. don't get me wrong there are plenty <laughs> of them in there but they're, they're kept to the reasonable length you know there's nothing that at all to be too long and like i say the story although it's not going to win any awards for originality it was it was kind it of good. stupid award yeah it was kind of good i like the story I say that the story's good but it also doesn't take itself too seriously but right. this seems like subject matter that really ought to take itself seriously because the question about robots passing as humans yeah, that's an interesting yeah. question and I can see that being well, stupid if it's not taken seriously. Steven Spielberg's made, he's, make, he's already made one film on it, and oh. he's making another one as we speak. And oh. it's constantly oh. a hot topic in Hollywood and books. and yeah. It's so, usually not done very well. Like They did it well in Blade Runner. AI started out okay, but then it got stupid. Mm-hmm. Those were according to Stanley Kubrick's facts, facts notes to Spielberg. He followed it page by page. Really? Yep. Ugh, don't tell me that. I want to be able to hate Spielberg and not Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there you go. That was according to Kubrick, that's what he wanted. Uh, exactly. Right, he so he drew you know? it. You've got to hate them both. You can't just hate one or the other. Uh, All right. Well, anyway, anyway. Who else have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been playing that, and I've been playing Fez, you know, from the Aragon. Oh, yeah. You know, I think developer. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. I now, want to. Now, it, it was interesting, right, because it was Saturday morning. And I thought, and it was fairly early on, it was probably about half eight-ish, I was up early, so I thought, oh. And I downloaded it the previous evening, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give the demo a, a whirl, you know, see a what whirl. it's... See what it's Let's go know what sort of game is this. Well, I'll get into that in a moment. Oh, just wait on, hang on, uh, Hang on there, Duke. This is getting warmed up. Hold your horses. Uh, so I thought, I'll try, to, try the demo, see what I think. Started playing the demo, really loved it, bought the game, and then I was still playing it three hours later. Wow. It's really, really, really good. Really well done. Really um, good or really, 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 really good? Have you ever played Echo Chrome or heard of it? Yes. Oh. It's it's a little bit like Echo Chrome. They have to kind of move around the, the environment? No, you move the environment. Okay. So you move the environment. That's what I said, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to, to line up stuff that you couldn't normally get to. 
I said, it's, move, it's a, move around the environment, and you said, move the environment. No, you do, you move the environment you around you. Around the environment, you move the environment around yourself. Around okay. yourself. And yeah. yourself okay. moves, obviously. Then it's a But you can rotate it to a... Th- you, you, you go from looking at it front on to rotating it so that you look at it from the side. Correct, but there's four sides, so everything's cube-shaped. Right. So you've and got again, four different perspectives. So six sides, but whatever. This idea isn't entirely well, original. Yeah. It, it doesn't you, go up and down. It only goes left to right. So you've only you, got the four sides. Right. We've talked about how ideas are not entirely original. This, I mean, you mentioned Echo Crown. Also, Super Paper Mario on the Wii. Has and Crush. As well. Crush, apparently. So, it's a little weird because the guy will go like, there's a bridge extending to the left. And then you rotate that so the bridge is facing you. And then the guy moves over to where the start of that bridge would be. And then you rotate it again. Suddenly, he's out on the edge of the bridge. You know what I mean? That just seems weird to me. It's cool though. Well, once you, to see once it, you play it though, and and what's what's is really it intuitive? Cool? Like it makes sense as soon as yes, you start? absolutely <laughs> it does. But it has it has those portal moments. You know that sort of when it dawns on you what you've got to do yeah, to yeah. get to somewhere. It makes oh. you feel clever. Yes, it does. It does it really well. Those it, games are usually very successful. It's much better than Braid for that because it's challenging. And you obviously have to really think about how you get to where you want to get to. But it's challenging in a way that sort of you know you can do it. You know what I mean? Whereas something you've no idea what the hell you're supposed to do next. I love it. And there's like levels within levels within levels, if you will. It's sort of layers. Cool. Uh, It's really well done. So you're going to one area and then there'll be doors. And if you find a key... You can open another door, and then that'll take you to another area that looks similar, but it's different, and so on and so forth. And then there's portals that'll bring you back to your main hub world every time. Now, some of those are reusable, so you can go backwards and forwards through them, but some of them only go one way, and then they sort of break afterwards. So the only way to get back is to go through all the stuff you've already done to get there. So again. You, you've been playing... You said you played this, like, three hours after you bought it. Yeah. Have you finished it? Have you... No, have I? Because, like, I think... Is I'm... it... Is it a massive game then? Massive. Or? Basically, yeah. the whole point of the game is... Massive. Yeah, it's really hard to explain. I don't want to spoil it because the opening is just brilliant. If you buy it, you don't... The demo is not the opening of the game. I want you to play Jugglish Massive. Yeah. The demo is not the opening of the game. When you buy the game, you sort of you get this really cool opening scene. But basically, the, the basic premise is this thing that controls the universe has exploded... Oh, no. And if you don't put it all back together again, the universe is going to explode, basically. Um, I know. There's 32 cubes. This should be called Where Things Explode. Yeah. There's 32 cubes to collect, (laughs) right? And each cube contains eight bits. So you've got to collect eight parts to each cube, Which and there's 32 of those. That's a lot. So that's a lot of bits to collect. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of bits. It's a lot of bits. Uh, but it's cool. It's very cool. I it's think... been getting rave reviews. Everybody seems to be... Uh, I'm loving it. it. And it's art style. You know, you know um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery? Yes. It looks like that. It's that sort of art style. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's amazing, really, when a game comes out. And I haven't played Fez yet, but you can just tell that, like, no one's saying anything bad about it. Nobody. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, I think, I think well, this is just going to be a hit across the board. Nobody's but, saying anything bad unless you have a very old Xbox 360 or one with a very small memory. Uh-oh. Because those people are not having a good time about it because it's not running properly. It keeps on crashing, turning off, going back to the yeah, home screen. 
Um, but they are working on a patch for those people. That so could be me. Yeah, it's very <laughs> old. Apparently, it's very old 360s that are affected. Ah, uh, that could be me. I don't know. Yeah. So, but apart from that, apparently, you know, like you say, across the board, it's getting really good reviews. My 360s, you know, when the when they started selling 60 gig kind of 360s, yeah, probably about 2010 era. Yeah, no, you'll early, be fine. Early 2010, maybe. Yeah, no, I think it's a really old, old one. Like the launch ones. Like. Yeah, around launch time. I've still got one of them. He's just kind of asking to, exactly. for Xbox suicide anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's not running very well on those. And, and anyone who's got an arcade version, apparently, is the other problem when it's only got a small hard drive. <laughs> you have a small hard drive, haha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, you deserve for it not to run. Uh, but yeah, definitely download it, and I think you'll both love it. It's just such a clever game. Very, very good. Very clever. Very clever. Um, I've also I've decided to play Vampire Rain. You know, give it a whirl. See, see what it's, see if it really is that bad. And it started off sort of okay. I thought, well, maybe it's not going to be that bad because the the I'll tell you what the CGI cutscenes were quite good. They were quite well done. I'm like, oh, this is be- it was better than you know when you're expecting something to be really, really bad, and it was oh, actually yeah. better than I was expecting. So I was Jenny, like, have you played this? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't have any idea if Stu's full of crap. Well, listen, listen, listen. Let me get to the point. Let, just give me a minute, will you? Give me a I minute. Play, I did play it in 2006. Right. Uh, so I thought, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, it's looking all right, you know. Uh, then he gets into the game and the creeping around stuff and the, the sort of control sort of work all right No, they don't. Ish. Not great. Not great, but sort of doable. So I thought, mm, it'll be fine, be fine. This was Master Effect 3, the controls like that. Like, this is fucking You would. You would. How dare you? But... You get to the first enemy. It's standards, mate. Standards. The first enemy, and it's like, two hits, you're dead. Yep. No no checkpoints. No sort of, you have to reload the whole level again and do it all again. And, it, oh, yes, it really isn't good. <laughs> it's the last. I, la- I got to the second, right, the first enemy. That's what she said. The first enemy, by absolute chance, I killed it, right? With about four shots from my gun. And I was like, well, I killed it. Second enemy, right? And you, obviously, you just... Oh, second is... enemy. Listeners, second enemy. Not level, not error. No. Second enemy, enemy. I got killed about five times in a row. And I was like, ah, that's enough. Because you, you cannot engage with anything. You've just got to avoid everything. And I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. Or which direction I needed to go to get to where I needed to be without getting killed. Yep. Pretty, pretty off. And it's really sort of basic looking, and yeah, it, it really is crap, I think, mm-hmm. it's fair to say. Thank God, I thought he was going to come on the show and go, no. you know what, it's not that bad! <laughs> it, it started off okay for the first ten minutes, and then it was really shit after that. Um, but I have been playing another Japanese game. God, I've played, all I've played is three Japanese games and one sort of Western game. Japan! And I got through... Japan. <laughs> I got through the post. Uh, the Silent Hill HD remakes, or, you know, revamps, as it were. So I've been playing Silent Hill 2. Now, yeah, welcome. Yeah. welcome to 2001. Have either of you played... No, I thought it was old, no. to be honest. Have either of you played this? I don't know. Yes, no. I played it like, a long time ago. Played it a long time ago. Scared the bejeebies out of me. You see, it's weird, right? Because I look at it now and think... It's not scary at all, really. No, not aesthetically. Just like, you know, psychologically, mate. Psychologically. Not even. Well, you know, why they are nurses, because his wife was nurse, and all this nonsense. And kind of like the ending was like, what the fuck? Well, I haven't got that, so sh- <laughs> Do you know what it made me realise? <laughs> I was like that for three days. 
<laughs> it was like that for three days. But do you know what it made me realise is how many games hold your hands these days? Because this tells you nothing. Oh, no. No. It's like, it, there you go. Nothing. You. Duke, yeah. would ha- Duke would hate this with a passion. Right. <laughs> because, well, he would, right? Because you start off. This is, this well, he is here. Let's ask him. Would Duke. you hate this? I would hate this. Duke, this is how he got right. Back and got some uh, uh, Might and Magic games from good old games, GOG.com, and uh, they don't do any of that. Like, you're just in a village suddenly, and it's like, <laughs> go. Well, this is. This, what? what am I supposed to do? That's pretty much how he said So, basically, uh, you start off in a toilet, right? Looking at yourself in the mirror. Right? Now, I see. Here's the thing. When you say in a toilet, I'm imagining like in the bowl itself. No, 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 no. In mean, in in the bath. That's, that's a silver dollar game. Though. No, we'll come to that in a minute. No, no. You start off in a skanky toilet, right? Uh, like a public toilet. You come out of there, and then obviously the game starts, and he sort of explains why he's there because his dead wife sent him a letter telling telling him to come and look oh, for no. Silent Hill, right? And that is it. That's all you get to know. It doesn't tell you how to use the controls. Nope. And I, like, it took me a minute to figure out how to walk around because it's tank control, so you literally rotate the character and press hey, Do you want a sat-nav in how to get to the next area? Well, right. fuck you. Yeah, there's none of that, right? And then it's just like you look around till you find a path, walk along that for a while, um, and then you come to the town and... Wouldn't it be handy if you could see more than 10 feet in front yeah. of you? Well, fuck you. Yeah, that, that doesn't <laughs> help. But... What he did do, and I thought this was kind of cool, because obviously there's no real objectives. It doesn't tell you what you have to do. It doesn't tell you where you have to go next. There's no objectives at all. Um, but what he what he did do was put like bloodstains on the road for you to follow. Yep. So that was the way you knew where you had to go. But there, even then, once they disappear, it doesn't then tell you where you have to go after that. Yeah, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> where am I meant to go now? Whoever was dying is now dead. Yeah. And then you sort of get to a bit where there's an enemy and you pick up a like a piece of wood. So you get uh, the radio crackler. And the radio crackler yeah, thing. You yeah. pick that up there and then obviously... When that used to go, I was just like, oh... You know, when, you know when enemies come in, when that thing starts crackling its head off. Um, like the music in Eco, uh, Duke. You know when like, uh, the music comes in, the music kicks in, it goes... Doom, like that. And you're like, oh, somebody's coming. Somebody's coming. Yeah. That's pretty much it, but it's an interfeed. That's, that's the music that comes on in <laughs> yeah. Eco. Yeah, there's no music <laughs> there's like an that. enemy coming, yeah. Silent Hill 2. But then, then you just ha- I just happen-chanced on a there's dead... There's no creatures coming to take her away? Yeah. <laughs> I, then, I then just happen-chanced on a dead guy uh, with an apartment key to the gate. Oh, yeah. Yep, I remember that. Uh, then you go to the apartments, and again, it tells you nothing. It doesn't tell you what you're meant to do once you get there. You just have to wander around the rooms until you find something. <laughs> and that's pretty much the game, really. And then you get an odd puzzle or two along the way. And There's more yeah, to it later on. There's more to it later there on. There is, and there is a lot to it, even in that part, because you have to go to about six different rooms to get all the bits you need to progress to the next bit. You know, because there's a lot of puzzles. You know, it's very reminiscent of Decay. You know, the puzzle types that you get. Very that, reminiscent. Like, the, the thing that frustrates me about like the, the current Silent Hill games is that they don't really kind of explore what Silent Hill's meant to be. It's kind of like meant to be a kind of trip into their own madness where, you know, the famous like nurses um, in nurse outfits and they're, they're kind of reacting to light and stuff. That was because the, the character in number two, his wife is a nurse yeah. and it was meant to psychologically freak him out, right, and make him think that it was his wife. And then in the film... Silent Hill, they just chucked in nurses. And they do it in, like, I think the Homecoming one as well. They just chuck them in, right, to say, oh, some nurses, remember that? Remember Silent Hill 2? It was great, wasn't it? Right, and they don't really go, the reason why. 
So it's uh, it's a shame, really, with that because two was the real kind of like mind screw one. It was a, it was a great moment in it, video games. It did it did take me a little bit of time just to adjust to it, you know, just to the way it plays because it is nothing like a modern game at all. You know, it is sort of very clunky. You know, the controls are really crap. You know, it, it takes an age if you if you got like the. The gun's not too bad, obviously, because you can shoot stuff pretty quick. And there's no aiming. You're just shooting. It, it usually hits something. Um, but the the like, the like 4v2 with the nails in the end, you basically press the, the attack button. It takes an age to swing it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Is he going to hit it before it kills me or something that spews up on me? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, overall, I'm enjoying it. It is, it is so depressing. Oh, yeah. It is such a sort of bleak game. You yeah, oh, it is oh. set in Preston. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it could be. It could be. Uh, it's very bleak. Everything's. I could have replaced Preston with yeah. Wolverhampton in that sense. Everything's decayed. Everything's years. falling down. You know, everything looks like you know no one's lived there for like fifty years or something. It's very. Uh... And I did have to stick my hand down the toilet to solve one of the puzzles. That did happen in the game. Again, very appropriate yeah. for you. you probably, yeah, very yeah. appropriate. I had to do that to find a wallet. Hey, uh, look at this. <laughs> I'm putting me under the top. There's not all but, down here. You see, I have nothing to compare it to because I never played the original game. A lot of people are whinging that they've spoiled it big time um, um, because they've made it too light. Apparently, it's a lot brighter now than it looked in the original game. Yeah, there's they've, a film grain on it. Not really, no. Uh, see that film ground. Yeah, it? that's gone. And they've, what they've also done is obviously they've they've sort of taken the draw distance further, and the fog's not as thick oh, as it that's was. Stupid. Well, it's well, not the same game, is it? No. And now you can sort of see when stuff's popping in now. Whereas yeah. obviously the whole reason for the fog was because yeah. of limitations. You, didn't, you couldn't do big draw distances, so that's <laughs> why they had fog. So you uh, said there's aiming. You just shoot and hope you hit things. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like I said on bricks too. <laughs> Yes, pretty much. That's how he goes. He's probably yeah. talking about Solid. But then, but then you, <laughs> he was. You can shoot something like three times, but then you have to stamp on it as well just to make sure it's dead. Like Dead Space. Yeah, like Dead Space. Yeah, it is. But in Dead Space, you press the left clicker thing in, and it goes. This is the way to go, idiot. Solid. Yeah, <laughs> Solid. You just press X and hope for the best. <laughs> Yep. But he, he <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dick. I requested yeah. that song. Just thanks. Yeah, by request. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I will keep playing it. But the Witcher Two. Stick with it, sure. Yeah? yeah, the Witcher Two's coming tomorrow, though. So it might get yeah, put well, to what's that's, fill, that's filled with sex. So you got that. I have got Azura's. That was bonking. K, look at these characters bonking. <laughs> Azura's Raft's coming this week as well. <laughs> so on the look. Look at film. this character holding a thumb. <laughs> So it might happen. Uh, and that's it for me this week. So we'll move on to you, Chinny. Come on, what have you been playing? All right. So I, I finished Rage. Did I talk about that? You talked about it on the Overseas Connection, I don't know. Oh, did I? Yeah, that's an abrupt ending. Yeah, it is. Pretty much. <laughs> but luckily, Shoe, you warned me about it. Yeah. And you went, when you get the big gun, you get the BMG uh, <laughs> ammo. ammo. Make sure you use it straight away. So I knew it was coming. Um... That was me doing the impression of Shoe, just for the people that... Because I know it's a flawless impression, just for the people that... Uh, yeah, what is it What is it tonight? Duke doing impressions of me, you doing impressions of me, I see. 
to be fair, I didn't do a very accurate impression of it. I think Chinny gets the accuracy award. <laughs> or, or should we call you Robert? Well, mine was more... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's me! Shut up, Robert! You're not getting on this podcast, too! Um, so, video games. Uh, what yeah. was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Rage. Yeah, Rage. It, it, it's very abrupt, and I knew it was coming. Uh, it is just another mission, and it just goes, Yep, we're done. Thanks for coming. Um, but it is a good game. Like, despite the ending, uh, and another thing that throws you off is like, yeah, the three discs, you think, for somebody who doesn't know that the third disc is multiplayer, you think, oh, there's another disc. Nope. Um, But it is really good. I enjoyed it. It just doesn't leave a lasting impression on you at all, Stu. Would you agree? Like, it just doesn't. I would absolutely agree. You you play it and you go, that was great. Really enjoyed that. That was fantastic. What's next? You you, you know, it just doesn't leave an imprint. It's a good game. If you pick it up cheap now, if you say picked it up for like ten or fifteen quid, yeah, you got a good it's value for money. Really. Yeah, it is, but it's a shame. I don't, I don't know what it, what it has to do to leap from you know staying in your head because I, I played Silent Hill two, guys, more than ten years ago now, and you describing it to me, like I still remember parts of it, right? Yeah. Um, but Rage I played last week, and I can't remember much of it apart from like <laughs> you know. Like the British Sound people, good all, game. The British people all talking in British accents, for, you know, and all forming a clan for some reason. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Right, the bit where I've got a big gun and I'm blowing people apart. <laughs> that's the whole um, game. Isn't it? Yeah, and that's it. Like I can't think of the, the thing where you have to do four, a five thing uh, fillet, and you have to. There's like this card game in the game, and that was. I thought at the start it was pretty dumb. And then after I got, it's like one of those um, cards where you you've got like defense and power and stuff. I was like, it's like one of those trading card games. I was like, why did they put that in there? And then like an hour later, I was still playing it. I was like, oh, it's cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, the so, only the only bit I really remember was the bit where you had to go to was it Dead City? Dead City to you get to get the medical supplies or whatever. Yeah, twice, and they do that a lot in this game, which yeah. is a shame. It's like you you go into an area and then they kind of make you go. I mean, with Dead City, they did it. Uh, uh, you, you go through the area and then you go through the area backwards. Yeah. Um, and like, you know they don't completely get away with it. They do try and change things up a little bit uh, and block certain ways. But a lot of the side missions, because I missed a lot of the kind of like there's look the, a job board. You know the jobs board, Stu. Yeah. And all they are really is you going back to another older place mission that you've already been to and kind of going through it again. That's but, why I never did them. Yeah, you go through again and you just kind of get to a certain spot and then backtrack through it. It's not very adventurous, really, and I was kind of disappointed by those. Uh, the, one of the mini games, there are some mini games in there, like Five Finger Fillet. If you try and get the achievement for that, then um, good luck. I did get it in the end, but it's it's you have to do all five rounds, and the the, the fifth round is just random. Uh, it's just random every time, so you can't memorize it. Uh, that was very difficult. Uh, but like, there's one mini game where you have to like keep up with a banjo player. And he's like, really? Well, come on, stop it. Uh, it was Guitar Hero. Badly, bad Guitar Hero uh, is what they did. So that's really? Game. Yeah, and it was a bit pointless. Um, but I, yeah, I think it was a good game. I just, it, I just doesn't stick with it at all. Not in no way. You know, some games do it. You know, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum does it. You know, GTA does it. Red Dead does it. You know, Silent Hill 2 does it. You know, Limbo. But not this. It just doesn't stay with you. I don't, you play it and it's done and you move on. And that's its biggest flaw. I don't really know 
if the developer was there, I, I wouldn't know what to tell him to kind of change that at all. Like, I, would, I wouldn't know what to tell him. To, to so Willis. You dunk your biscuits in milk then. Yeah, you're dunking in milk. Get out. I hate you. Uh, I hate you. Why? Why would you do that? Burn in hell. Um, Actually, what I did say was, I don't understand what, why you do that. That's what I, That's all I said I like as it goes. I, I do, hey, no, you're <laughs> talking about you dip them in tea. That's what you're supposed to yeah. do. Yeah, you need a hobnob. That's what you want. Said on the interview. Look, I even had comments. Hobnobs for the win. What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. Let's stop talking about it. Because it was funny. Also, I want to talk about the other game that I was talking about. Because Love Film... I'll live off Love Film, basically, until the next generation of consoles screw me up. But, um, yeah, I sent that back, and they sent me the film Three Kings. I put, oh, I okay. So I, I watched that. That was, that was a very good film. Um, yeah. But they sent me um, Don King's Prize Fighter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Hey, you can't wait to play that. See, the, thing, the reason why I put it on my list is because I, I am a boxing fan. Is uh, it King in the game? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, he's in it. <laughs> Real live video of him and everything. Real life video and in-game <laughs> characters of him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's, he's in it. He's all over it. It's retarded fury. And it's funny as well because you have like a PDA and Don King sends you messages, and it's obviously like a script, right? That he he's read, and at the end of the message. It goes on for like another minute, gone because you gotta vitalize and make sure you realize the and you can you can just see that they just went right, just carry on doing whatever. You can just finish off after that line. <laughs> um, it's a boxing game. It's not as good as Fight Night, but what I will say, it's remember Fight Night Champion, and they they kind of introduced this story as you go and you you break your arm or you you know you one of your leg falls off or something and you have to fight with that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, this this did it before them. That was, came out in 2011, I think. Um, and this prize fighter game came out in 2007 or six. Say, It's quite old. I remember right. it coming out. So, and it did it before uh, Fortnite Champions. So I will say that to him. But this, I, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty dull, to be fair. I thought it would be a, a decent fighting game. It's not. It doesn't touch the Fortnite. But one of the funniest things, I'll stop talking about it after this, because really and we've talked about it. The old thing about boxing. Go ahead. We, we've we've talked about this game way too much. Yeah, uh, I have. Already, and it, we've already spent a million minutes on it, and I feel like we've talked about it too much. But for all the cutscenes and stuff, you never hear your boxers talk, which is fine, I suppose. Right? And at the, at one point, all of a sudden, he starts Silent talking. But deadly. Like imagine in GTA Three, where you know you saw the protagonist Claude just starts <laughs> talking halfway through the game. That's what or happens to your Saint boxer. And, and well, he does at the very end, doesn't he? In Saints Row One. Yeah, well, at the end of each major storyline. But that's what was great about it. But the um, the thing is, right? They must have wrote the the, the scene or whatever. Um, this the, a thirteen year old boy must have wrote the scene, and uh, like just come. Well, we need him to talk at this point, so let's just make him talk. <laughs> All right, and <laughs> they give him. Now we're going to explain the fact you didn't talk to the rest of the game. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm not exaggerating this voice at all. I'm going to do an impression. Of your character in Don King's Prize Fighter. So, Duke, if you want to feed me the line, uh, so how do you feel about that fight? And then I'll do an accurate, this is a bang on accurate impression of your character in Don King's Prize Fighter. Okay. Take one. Action. Hey, man, how do you feel about that fight? Uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to do really good. 
That's it. <laughs> right? That's how your character talks. So you're, you're, you know, I'm, I'm this character. And I'm, you know, giving my name, my likeness, and I'm building up. I'm like, I am this fire. I'm gonna be great. I am. Like, I am Muhammad Ali. Most <laughs> <laughs> brain damage, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali comes out with fantastic, witty poems about how he's gonna knock down the other apartment. <laughs> Beautiful, crafted lies. And this guy goes, Yeah, I'm gonna knock him down like till he's dead. To be about British. But the American version of that guy. Yeah, and you think, American oh my God. you think, oh, Jesus. I mean, they would have, it would have been better if they just shut him up. All right. <laughs> really? oh, All right, Dana Cole, what do you think about boxing? Theory. Why do boxers necessarily have to fight other boxers? <laughs> Let's widen this perspective of the sport. You know, tonight in the LA Coliseum, one night only, Mike Tyson versus 200 retarded schoolgirls, one night only. <laughs> Don King's, it's retarded fury, you can't fight it. Mike has never had an opponent like this, wave after wave of retarded schoolgirls coming at Mike, he's never seen this type of enemy. I would, I would play that game. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Lollipop Chainsaw is going to be along those lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's pretty much what I've been playing, uh, I think. Yeah, I played the Orange Box a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, uh, Half-Life 2. I'm still making my way through it. I've done, I did Raven Home, Stu. Cool. With the gravity gun only for the Oof. achievements. Did you not have that already? No. Ah. So I went through Raven Home with only the gravity gun and... Um, I just, you know, I wasn't looking forward to it because I knew when I stopped playing it about a week or two ago, I knew the next section is you get the gravity gun and then you go through Raven Home. See, and that's, even- that's a mistake is to stop on a part you know you're not looking forward to. You've yeah. got to stop right before a part you are looking forward to. So when you sit back down at the game, you're like, oh, now I get to do that. That's part. true. That's true. And that's what I did after that because yeah. uh, let me go through. The, 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 I mean, you know, new games or what on this podcast. We'll, <laughs> we'll go. When they give you the gravity gun, and they allude to, like they, you know, Alex looks down the tunnel where Raven, Ravenholm is, and she goes, "That's Ravenholm. We don't go there anymore." Right? And that's yeah. all she says, and she pauses, and she moves on. Right? Even that, I just went, oh, "Fuck!" So, like, even when she said that, I was like, "I know I've got to go down there. I, I know well, it's going to happen." Is that more ominous when you haven't been to Ravenholm yet, or when you know what's down that alleyway? When you don't know you're going to go down there, and you haven't played it before. Yeah. You don't pay much attention to it, right, even right. though if you di- dissected it and went, if you stop somebody it, at that it, point, the emotion it's supposed to bring out is dread and like, oh, I bet I'll go down there at one point. Yeah, I mean, if you stop somebody playing at that point and went, what do you think she said that? You, the, <laughs> the player would go, well, we're probably going to go down there, I guess. <laughs> Foreshadowing, isn't it? Yes, uh, but you don't really think about it when you play it. But it's when, subconscious, man. Because I know I'm going down that that tunnel and I have to face Ravenholm. Not with any weapons. With weapons, it would be easy. But with just the gravity gun, right. I know. Well, even even with weapons at that level, no, is not really. Because well. I, 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 with weapons, I'd, I'd nail it. But the biggest problem, I even I remember Sam, this goddamn before. headcrabs that take you down to one health or whatever. When they yeah, it. yeah, the poisonous headcrabs. Yeah. There's, there's an area where you have to kind of. There's a big area where you have to bring across a, a kind of like a uh, like a, a platform, and there's just tons of those headcrabs that just poison you. Uh, and there's like these zombies that carry those poisonous headcrabs that just make this weird noise and creepy and horrible. Um, and there's another area where you're on a roof and those kind of dog-like zombies 
Um, yeah, the fast ones. They, they keep coming at you. When you've got a gravity gun, you've got nothing. You've got nothing to throw at them, nothing on that roof. The only thing you could do is circle around like a little bitch right, until the trolley comes. And then before that, when you have to get in a lift, you have to dodge them, dodge them, dodge them, dodge them, and then get in a lift. And if one comes in the lift with you, you're dead because they just... But that, the, yeah. the other thing about that lift, it takes an age to get to you. You can see oh, it's yeah. slowly coming towards you like, oh, God, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I get here already. Such a nerve-wracking experience. <laughs> and I just wasn't looking forward to it at all. But anyway, I did it. And then, like, like you were saying, Duke, the best thing to do is stop before like a great moment. And it's not a very popular moment amongst people in Half-Life 2. But uh, when you go to... The, there's a section where you have to go underneath a bridge and... Oh, I, hate that. I love that moment. I do. That's one of I my favourite moments. I loved it. What is it about it that you love? I just, I, because, cool. you know, you, be, or, the first time I ever played it was like, for people that don't know, you have to go across a lot of these girders on a bridge. And, you, you know, the first time you do it, you're very cautious. And you're like, oh, okay, every step is just fine. Platforming at its best. Brilliant. On the way back, helicopter. And you're like, fuck! And yeah. you just run across as quick as you can. And, right, it's, and it's... So cool! I love it. What what Half Life Two does really well is put you under pressure. Yeah, and they do it really well because they do it in such a way that they're like waiting for the lift to get there because you know it's coming, but you can see it, but you know it's not going to be there yet for a while. You know, and it's it, it's like like you say the helicopter appears the first time. You like you're taking your time and making sure you're on the right girders and all that. So coming back, you just you but you do it almost it. instinctively, yeah, yeah, you, and you don't run. tend to fall off either. You just do it. Yeah, it's it's very well done. And then like the the moment after that, where you go on the lighthouse and um, you know uh, things like that, just fantastic uh, moments. Anyone who says that game isn't good are just mental. John Mouse is crazy for not like mental. I am coming up to. I think where I am now is I am coming up to the school duggerer. School duggerer. What does he I, know? I am coming up to the prison stew, which is yeah. another area that's pretty tough. Uh, but after that, you can, then you get the City 17 stuff, and then you're pretty much done. But it's it's a fantastic game. Love it. It's all good. It's all good, man. You never know. Yeah. Someday we might get the next part. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Duke, what have you been up to? I've been playing the following games. Wait, first I need to say something about Star Wars. There's all this stuff on connect on, about the Connect Star Wars game. and yeah, It looks awesome, that game. I can't wait. Forward. But here's the thing. It's making me really miss Battlefield, uh, the Star Wars Battlefront game. It's <laughs> that HD remake. Yeah. Oh, oh, someone oh, owns shame. it. <sighs> yeah, I mean, because that was the best example of like, what a good Star Wars game could be. And it's been a long time since we've had one of those. Well, the people who made it was Pandemic. They've gone. No, somebody owns it. They should say it. EA owns it. Why don't they just put it out? Oh, wait, I know why, because they'd screw it up. Maybe I shouldn't ask for that. I played the demo for Pinball Arcade. Oh, I played that, Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it works as well as any pinball video game works. I don't know. Do you think it's possible to have a good pinball video game? I just don't think that it works. I think Pinball FX 2 is a good pinball game, but basically because it's just a little bit crazier. and I don't know, just um, the, the boards, uh, the pinboards on those... Are like Explosion Man. They're video game related, so they kind yeah. of appeal to gamers more. And those are kind of classic ones, and it's more for kind of fans of pinball. See, the, one of the things that occurs to me is that they're taking the standard pinball format, which is a very tall box, yeah, 
and they're sort of putting it at a three-quarters view, so you're looking down as you would when you're playing a pinball game, but obviously it's sort of... They, they're using the perspective trick of the screen, and you're going back and forth, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And that doesn't work. I think it would work a lot better if they took your standard TV ratio 4 to 3 or 16-9 widescreen and made that the the board for the pinballs to go around in. Oh, I'll say. I'll say. But I don't know. It feels like there's something about the physics involved and the way that the game feels. Like you can feel the balls when you're actually playing a pinball game. That just doesn't translate well to video games. So I don't know. I'd say, eh, play it. But I wasn't very excited about it. Well, yeah, just it's like every other pinball game you've ever played on, on the Xbox. Yep. Uh, then I played the Sniper Elite demo. And <laughs> I oh, I played the <laughs> Sniper in the world. As soon as I popped up over one of the windows, like a hundred enemies went, there he is! And they just started unloading on me. And yeah, I was like, yeah. Ed. And I was yeah, like, what yeah. the hell? So I tried to do a little more stealthy. And someone posted this great uh, clip on Reddit of Big Bird going through a room with a lot of boxes stacked up. And she keeps bumping into every stack of boxes and they all come crashing down. And it wrote, this is why I suck at stealth games. And, like, that's exactly what I'm like. <laughs> Apparently, I'm doing it totally wrong. Uh, I did have... So, the coolest thing about this game is the bullet time animations. Oh, like, yeah. Fantastic. When you nail somebody, it follows you along. And speaking of cool things on Reddit, I'll try to find this. We can put it in the show notes. There was somebody who got a nut shot, and, like, it showed the bullet going through his bollocks. Oh, and, like... Because when... For those who haven't played it, when you get... When you have a good kill cam, it'll show the bullet going through the body, and it peels away the flesh. You can see it puncturing the organs okay, and okay. stuff. Like an x-ray, it's, isn't it? It's like, it's like what yeah. Mortal Kombat does. And, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's so satisfying. Look what I did to that guy. I'm the angel of death. Sadly, that's the coolest thing about that game, though, isn't it? <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually finished the demo. I was. I, mean, I thought I it was really good. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was good, but I, like you said, Chinny, on the Overseas Connection, like... Uh, I don't think it would be sustainable for a full game. Maybe not. I, I don't think it'd be a very. I don't think it's going to be a very long game, mate. They made Rogue Squadron, and that well, was the thing like, is, like two hours. Like, there are certain parts where your sniper rifle is useless. You've got people running up in the building where you're at, and you better take them out quick. And the sniper rifle is not going to help you in that situation. But you don't have any ammo for your other guns, so I don't know. I, th- I think it's. It could be good, but whatever. But I did have a, a kill where I got two people with one bullet, and that was really awesome because the kill cam obviously was neat because you saw the one kill, and then it kept going and went through this other dude. And you're like, yeah! Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. It's worth playing the demo just to see that. Like, it's a cool... It's a, you know, it's a nifty tactic that I would like to see in other games, but I don't think I'll go crazy for this game. Maybe if I find it for, like, five bucks someday. Then I played Anomaly Warzone Earth... Which well, I think we've also talked about that. Shitty. I've played. I've played that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, slow. Did you think it's slow? Oh, is that the tower defense oh, thing where it's the opposite? Did you know you? Yeah. yeah. Did you know you could speed it up by holding down the trigger? Yeah. Yeah, and even with but that, I just, it's think, slow. I just think it's like slow in the sense of this level you move. Oh well yeah. Well done, idiot. <laughs> It's funny you mention the dialogue because it has some of the worst dialogue ever. There's a training exercise where you're healing one of your ships. You know, all you do is put down the little thing and it heals everything around it while they're walking through it. And, it, and the guy goes, those are some sweet moves you pulled. Keep it up and they'll make you prime minister. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> Going to a nurse, and like, you put a bandaid on that guy. We're gonna make you prime minister. <laughs> you are Florence Nightingale. Well done. It's <laughs> <So> ridiculous. <sighs> so I don't know. I mean, it, it was okay. I thought it was, was an alright game, though. Yes, I'm not a big tower defense fan, as you well know. So, whatevs. I played the demo for World Gone Sour. See, I've not even uh, heard of that either. What's that's that? an arcade game. Uh, it's an arcade game that is... Uh, I guess I should say I played the trial, not the demo. I'm getting everyone confused. Yeah, so it's a game based on this candy called the Sour Patch Kids. And it's a platformer. It's mostly a standard platformer. Uh, and it was stupid because you fall in... It, like, your character falls under the screen and like, Hey, now you have control of them. You walk two steps and you come upon another little Sour Patch Kid. And then it goes into a cutscene. And it's like, really? A cutscene already? What's that about? Uh, we don't want you to get bored. Yeah, really. The twist is that it has this mechanism where you can grow and shrink, sort of like Mario grows when he gets a mushroom, right? But you can do it at will, and it's necessary because there's certain places you need to squeeze through. So if you have like five of your little companions with you, you can say, I'm going to combine all of them and make, a, make myself a bigger guy so I can get up to this thing or you know push this box or whatever. But if you get to a small space you need to get there, you can say, okay, guys, it's sort of like Voltron. Like everybody break up and then the, you become a bunch of little guys and then you can move through it. So that's kind of a neat mechanic. Uh, the jumping is floaty and imprecise. That was annoying. But the only other thing I have to say about it is at the beginning of the game – I don't remember. I guess they're talking about like the purpose of these candies, and they're sort of like human shaped. Their goal in life, their whole reason for being, is to make it into the stomach of of a happy American and or happy person or something. And oh, and so they show eating it. Yeah, exactly. And so they show this person eating it, and then like when he's chewing it up, they put a little censored box over it, and it says. A whole bunch of stuff we can't show you. But they didn't say stuff. They said dollar sign, pound symbol, exclamation point, seven. Now, if you're a kid who eats this candy, my <laughs> guess is you're going to be able to figure out that that's a code for shit. And I don't think if you're making a game for kids, you ought to really put the word shit. Well, kids love that sort of stuff. Yeah. Let's turn a video it. game. I love that. Those kids that play those video games will buy our candy because it's a video game. But by, by the way, we should wearing popular I forgot, things, Lady Gaga. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about Fez, by the way, but there's lim- oh, cool. no no i forgot to mention this but there's limitless lives in fez i forgot to mention that you don't die at- well you die but you just respawn yeah. what are you mentioned that when you talk about the game i know yeah, yeah. should have done that your turn i know anyway sorry oh, I I just- sorry it's just when you were missing a platform and i suddenly remembered that you you don't uh it, it just respawns you exactly where you fell off from did i mention yeah. that don king's prize fighter is star <laughs> sign parent sign dollar sign seven <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to bite the ear of 200 retarded school children? You can't do it! Alright, um, the other yes, thing I <laughs> was the splatters. Did y'all see this? Yeah, arc- sorry, but I didn't play it. Um, it's kind of an interesting mechanic. It's sort of heavy birds-ish in that the goal heavy, of the game... Heavy, heavy birds. birds. Heavy birds? Angry yeah, heavy birds. birds. You haven't played heavy birds? It's like angry birds, but the gravity is much more intense. <laughs> yeah, and Quantic Dream just go on about the emotions. And stuff. <laughs> they, do, they do. Yeah, Angry Birds. Sorry, it's very Angry Birds. Jason, in the- where's your bird? <laughs> He's down on the ground where he always is. I can't pick him up. He's too heavy. Uh, 
so anyway, the uh, the mechanic. So it's heavy bird. Oh God, it's angry. Angry bird. It's angry. Oh no, Duke's going to be angry in a minute. The game is a sort of casual, yeah. Uh, it's it's sort of a casual concept because the goal is to get three stars on each map. You know what I mean? Like the same way Angry Birds are trying to get three stars. That does, or whatever. So, that does sound like Angry Rain. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're a blob, and there's these sharp things on the board, and you have to fling your blob onto the sharp stuff in order to, as the game says, die with style. Uh, so it's kind of interesting and you have to like kind of get your blobby bits onto these certain spots of the board so that you can, you know, get the points for getting your blobby stuff on those. And, and in some cases it's, you know, when the last one's about to hit the last spot, it'll do a peggle like zoom in, you know what I mean? So that's kind of cool, but I don't know. It wasn't very clear how you're supposed to get three stars and the whole mechanic and the graphics are kind of messy. And And uh, how how many points is that? Can I ask? I think it was either 400 or 800. See, you can get Fez for 800 points. Which are you going to buy? Get Fez. God's sake. Who's going to buy that when Fez is there to yeah, buy but for you the same amount of talking points. about that, so you can let you <laughs> talk about this. And if you're not interested in the platformer, maybe this appeals to you more. So I, don't know. Uh, I guess. You shouldn't play it because it sucks. Uh, but here's the Don't thing that really annoyed me about Splatter. Sorry, Dunk King Crossfire is probably three quid. So get that. Yeah, yeah, but well, that's crap. <laughs> Let's Do talk it. about the game that I was talking about. Super Ray Leonard versus his weight in Wolverines. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about the splat, and it's not just about the splatters, but they were sort of on the receiving end of my fury about this because it's happened a lot lately, Uh-oh. and it happens all the time, as we know. When I say I want to quit your demo, let me quit the demo. Are you sure? <laughs> why don't you buy it? This takes me into some stupid video showing here's why you should buy this game. <laughs> it's pathetic. Does that ever convince anyone? Well, you know, I wasn't going to. I was just going to quit. But since you, you know what? I have my ill persistence to constantly <laughs> fuck me over. You have my money. Thank you very much for your comeback. Yeah, exactly. The so, only the only time I was convinced to buy a game straight after the demo or the trial, should I say? Besides Fez, besides Fez, because that did it. But and, and I all you haven't talked about Fez. What's this no. Fez? Uh, with with Limbo, when he does yeah. that, what's happening? What's going to happen to him? I've got to find out. So I'm going to buy it now, so I can find out what happens to him. I think I bought Limbo straight away. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I can remember it happening. Apart from Fez, did I mention Fez? Okay, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's all okay. so deep, man. It's all so deep. It's hardcore, but it's casual Shut up. at the same time. Shut up! <laughs> you talking makes me not want to play it. Uh, sorry, go on, carry on. So we had our Battlefield Three playdate. I mean, Black Ops playdate. I mean, Modern Warfare Three playdate. Oh, did you did you have to keep changing the game? Well. Chinny said it was going to be Black Ops because I had mentioned that Boston Hans wanted a Black Ops playdate, but then I mentioned also on the podcast that I don't have Black Ops anymore, so uh, I wasn't going to be playing Black Ops. Other I people not pay attention to that section of the. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm used to people not paying attention to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so we're going to play. Who is that guy? But. As Greg DeLacy pointed out, and I was like, well, let's see if he's really on the level or if he's just exaggerating. No, he's not. Battlefield 3 is officially broken. Like, unplayable. What, you mean the actual game, the game, or you're just your copy? 
No, no we can't line. get into lobbies anymore. Ooh. It's all private. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, if you download the update, which I didn't, you can get into rental lobbies. But it's all controlled by other people now. And there's no public that EA server. That pay for their lobby. Yeah. Pay for their server. So wow. we could pay to rent a server for a day, but I'm not giving EA any more money. Screw that. And why should we have to? That's so messed up. So, I mean, I'll try downloading the update and see what it's like, but uh, I should still be able to play on EA public servers. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we said we were all of us were like, and it's a, like a 1.2 gig update. So, I was like, I'm not going to download that right now. Let's play Modern Warfare 3 instead. So, we did. There you and, go. And did everyone play that and enjoy it? Yeah, it was awesome. We had Z4XX, we had Nemesis, we had Dave150771, we had ENW99, we had Deanna, who is the Pukamusk, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, we had Top Tricky, we had GH Rocker for one of the rounds, we had Major Chavez, and we had Step J. So it was a good game. It was a lot Did of people. Did anybody peep- ask about me? Uh, no. No, I don't care <laughs> about the player. GH Rocker thought I was hating him, but I didn't. I, he just killed me a few times in the round. So when the game ended, I was like, yeah, good job, GH Rocker. I hate you. And he was like, what? <laughs> oh, don't hate me. Um, don't it makes you do. realize why EA got voted the worst company in America. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, the worst company in America. That's so stupid, though. <laughs> it's the worst uh, company because of the ending of the No, it's factory. just because that polls on the internet and gamers are very loud on the internet. <laughs> and people that hate the Bank of America are not very loud on the internet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Massive Effect 3 is ending with rubbish. Oh. EA, the worst company ever. <laughs> Duke, play that again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, wow, he's very nice. <laughs> That's my version uh. of that. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. That's yeah. it. I wish I'd never sent it to you. Uh, well, thank you for that. It's been a big sort of what we've been playing section. You know, I played something new, and everyone else plays old stuff and new demo. Oh, just talking right. about old stuff and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I played some of Amalore. I was Fade Blades, great. baby. Fade Blades for life. Yeah, yeah. No one cares about. I went to the long sword, and then I went back to the Fade Blades. They're awesome. Yeah, whatever. Carry on. Carry on. I don't care about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but you, what you will care about, Jake, is I uh, was looking at the prize fighter. Remember, <laughs> Donkey. I'm sponsored by Don King at the, <laughs> this week, so that's why I mentioned. No, um, I, I remember I had a thirty pound gift voucher from for Game Station, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it to. I could, it wouldn't work because you know they locked screwed. them all up. And they locked them all up, didn't they? But no, they're they're fine now. They're fine. Yeah. Yep. Everything's cool, everyone. What I want to know is, you know, all those people who sent them into shop to, all those people who sent them to shop to for the three quid off, did he have they have they given them one back and said, "Oh, I'm really sorry, you can Absolutely use them now." Not. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Um, so what I I had thirty pound. I thought I'll go in there, I'll just get rid of it because you know what these game stores are like. It could close tomorrow. Um, so I thought I'll get something like that that's thirty pounds. Duke, you'll be very pleased to know that I <gasps> have in my hand. Fallout New Vegas, the ultimate edition for thirty pounds. Yay! What do you get that for? So, Stu, you will be equally as pleased to know, I'm sure, that there will be more talk of Fallout New Vegas for this. What do you get that for? Because I haven't played. You never finished the Fallout New Vegas, Stu. You don't know. I enjoyed Fallout Three. It was probably one of my favourite games of this generation. 
So go. I wanted to play a Fallout game. I haven't played before. Well, what did it's you get that for? <laughs> so, you no, you're right. I'll trade it in and buy Fez. Trade it in and buy Fez. No, but the thing is, you, you could have got a second-hand new game for that amount of money. Yeah, second-hand's got people's paws all over it. Ah. <sighs> And was also, that new? Was that to, new? Yeah, it goes to the developer, doesn't it? You know, no, but was that brand new? That was brand new. Yeah. It wasn't it was second the second coll- It was the collector's edition, though. It was like... And all the DLC. All the, all the DLC. The... Yeah. And it was brand new. So I supported the developers. What are you about that for? Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we should, <laughs> we should do the... Oh, I, I did buy Fez... Uh, stupid. Oh, brilliant. No, I didn't. No, I, I, oh. I bought a Fez. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is there a Tommy Cooper joke coming? Just like <laughs> that. There you it's go. Joke. Um, anyway, we should do the um, indie pick this week. Ooh. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. See how that goes. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> indie game. game review. The Vlados here. Blue Hell Man. Stop writing me love letters. Damn. Let a girl get her swag on without gamers being all upons. Anyway, this week we're looking at Ranger from Silver Dollar Games. You probably heard Stu interview these guys in Tar ask them about what they dunk their biscuits in. I'd just like to say, Stu is right. Dunking biscuits in milk is disgusting and wrong. Anyone who does that is a moron. Anyway, Ranger is a nifty little game that puts you in the shoes of a... Well, Ranger. You're on the left side of the screen. Um, you shoot arrows at the monsters crawling across the screen from right to left. Um, power-ups fall in front of you. If you can hit the power-up of the monster, you do more damage. There's plenty of variety, um, it's only 80 points, so go on and get yourself some. Ranger is on Xbox Indie Games. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to slip into something more comfortable. Blue Hell Man, maybe you'd like to join me? Oh, don't encourage him. Jeez. Don't talk to me. Jeez. She shouldn't be doing that, though. She's leading him on now. God. Um. So, Ranger. Chinny, what did you think of Ranger? Hang on a second, Chinny. Vladas has something she wants to say. Stu quit trying to cock block me. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you like that? Oh my god! I thought uh, she'd say I dip my biscuits in oil. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Ginny, what did you think? Yeah. So, the, I mean, the, this game. Don't get me wrong. It, like, it feels got a pretty like kind That's of. That's a great way to start. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Look, uh, be honest. Like, it feels yeah. like the game was kind of cheaply put together. Uh, but it was still a good idea, and it kind of works in a very cheap way. But in saying that, uh, what I will say is, the, g- <laughs> the game. Are you going to get to the point anytime soon? No, no. <laughs> right, I'll start again. Start again. <laughs> this game yeah. uses sex. <laughs> right. It starts off the game and it goes. Would you like to play oh. with me? You're right. Throaty game. And, uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, and then, like, you know, like the, the, the ranger woman is just this woman in a bra. She's, like, all, you know, biting her finger and everything. Okay. Press the X 
But, oh, you're so good at pressing my buttons, baby. Right, and it's like, okay, why don't you buy the game, big boy? Um, so that found that very annoying. Um, the aiming was a little bit crap. But the idea for the game, the, the, the spells and the, the little kind of... Uh, what did you call them? Like the the, the, the multipliers. The multipliers. Yeah, the, that turns your arrows into like weird blades and stuff. I thought it was cool. It's yeah. very yeah. It worked. It worked. Uh, even though you know the background is just plastered on, and like it's clearly like the the, the characters have nothing to do with the background in any way. Um, <laughs> uh, but it still works. You know. Uh, it, the, the, yeah, like I said, the aim was a little bit fiddly. Uh, it would you know in Angry Birds where they give you that arc or something where your last kind of attempt yeah, yeah. So you would that would be you. nice something like that some kind of um, uh, kind of guidance to where you're going to aim or something like that but yeah it was alright it wasn't it wasn't one of their worst games okie doke um, right Duke what did you think yeah it was alright actually I kind of had fun with it I'll, you'll be happy to know Stu and you can tell them that it well, worked they might listen you never know they might uh, be listening you know what Silver Dollar well, Games well done I bought it Wow, I'm impressed. So there you go. Not so much because I think I'm going to play it a lot, but because I like to reward indie developers who do good work. And this is an example of something they did well. Now let's have more of this and less of the freaking killer's dream. Yeah. Well, thinking the headsman, that's the one I always remember what we played by them. You know, the one where you're just chopping off the heads of the fans. You know what? That was kind of funny, at least. Yeah, it was. It was. Try not to fart. Not so funny. <laughs> yeah, the headsman. God, I remember that. I mean, interestingly, whatever you say about them, you remember the games. You know, right for the right or wrong reasons, you remember no, for the games. Mostly the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's not always a good thing. <laughs> no, but you do remember them. Vlad the Impaler was a memorable guy. Yeah, well, not for the right reasons, though, was he? Really? Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just because someone's memorable doesn't mean it's a good thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. Really. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm with you, Duke, and, and also you, Chini, a little bit. Uh, it was a bit weird at the beginning, but then once you started playing it, it was kind of fun to play. It was like a horde mode, I guess. You could, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. You know, because obviously the enemies kept getting... It didn't seem to have any waves as such. You just kept getting more and more and more as you played it. You know, I don't... Yeah. Uh, you know, it just kept talking. I feel like it'd be better on the iPhone or something. Yeah, I think it worked really well. I like, but I'm with you. I like the fact that you could add your special power ups to the multipliers, and then you'd have like multiple fireballs or whatever, and things of that nature. And it was, it was quite intuitive. I thought they got the control scheme down pretty well. I agree with the aiming thing, but then most of the time you're just shooting indiscriminately anyway. Uh, anything that comes across the screen, and obviously as it goes on, the the enemies get tougher and tougher. I thought it was good, good little game, well worth a looking. So there you go, Ranger. Right, let's move on. Welcome to the middle of the film. Yeah, the first thing I'd like to talk about tonight, uh, have you heard about Infinity Blade 2's new multiplayer component called Clash Mob? Infinity Blade? No, I haven't heard about it, don't care. Have you heard it? No, well, it's, it, I think you should care. Because it's, it's kind of... Do I have an iPhone? No. Do I have an yeah. iPad? No. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, basically, what they've done is, you know, we're, uh, you're not actually multiplayer as in fighting other players in the game. Right. What they're doing is setting global tasks to do, if that makes any sense. So everybody, um, like, does it and contributes, and if they, if they do it, then everybody gets rewarded for doing it. Interesting. So, for instance, one of the things that they had to do, they put this, like, enemy in 
Right. And the the whole world, everybody who plays it, sort of had to kill it within 24 hours. That's cool. One billion points it was worth. Right. Uh, so you had to try and kill it in less than 24 hours, and if you did it, everybody who helped to kill it got some rewards for and doing it. And now they can do that because they get a lot of downloads, so that's cool. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Uh, another one, they sort of was like a village under attack, and everybody had to kill an enemy attacking the village, so all different people were doing that. And then the other one that they released was a good But these are going to change as well, I think, on a weekly basis from what I can gather. So there'll be a different challenge each week to do. That's cool. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Halo Reach when you have a weekly challenge, but it's for yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, I think that's a and really good Battlefield season. 1943, you know, when they unlocked that uh, map when you got so many kills yeah. or something. That was, yeah. Yeah. So, so good. I, and it had, it had, like, a running total. So, you know, like, for instance, when they were doing against the big Titan thing, it had your damage, how much damage the mob had done, and, and how much, um, how many people had done it. So, how many people it took to kill it. Do you have any stats? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think so. I haven't played it yet. I haven't done it. I've downloaded the update, but I haven't been on it. Uh, but it was just something I saw and I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I think. Have you got any stats of how many people have done it? And... Uh, well, on the screen, it has got a screenshot of how many people it took to kill the Titan. Uh, right. The mob size was uh, 25,265 people. Mm. Uh, uh, that's a healthy number. Yeah. So it was a fair amount. Oh, at the same time, it was playing concurrently. You know, it was sort of pretty cool. playing at the same time. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I like that idea. I think we should see more of this because it's multiplayer, but it's not competitive, if you know. Yeah, and you don't have to be on the same time. And, yeah. No, nope. You can just do it when you want to do it. You know, as long as it's still alive. You know, it's obviously real time. So, sort of, as it goes down, you might not get a chance to do it, you know. but uh, yeah. And you have, like, 30 seconds to fight it, you know. So, it's how so you're playing tag. Look, it's a massive game of, like... Like yeah. Not enough tag, but like you, t- you tag each other out. It's like, right, I'm done. I've got to have my dinner. So do you want to take over this boss for us while? Yeah. Then, uh, so you've yeah. just got to inflict as much damage as you could in 30 seconds. Pretty cool. I like it. I think we should see more of this. You know, this is the way to do, especially on something like an iPhone, this is the yeah. way to do a multiplayer. Perfect. Well, not, that's not the only well, way. Draw, draw something is the way to do multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, it's the best way to do it, though. You know, it's no, like, I draw say the best way. It's one good way. Yeah, a good way. But you don't want proper competitive multiplayer because it just doesn't work with your tiny little touch screen and stuff, does it? You need something where... I like draw something where you just take your time, you know? And it's not it's not really... It's it's difficult to call that multiplayer because it's not really... Well, yeah, that's the thing. Asynchronous multiplayer has to be the way to do it. Yeah. On phones because you can't have... Nobody's going to play their phone for long enough to make it a Call of Duty-style multiplayer. No, I mean, it happens. But like you say, it, they're not very successful because they just don't yeah. work. Right, and not everyone's always on at the same time and things of that nature. You know what I mean? It's much harder to, you know, get everyone together if that's what you were doing. So I think this is the perfect way to do it, along with you know, draw something and those types of games. Um, I'm going to move on to something that's a little bit more disturbing. Um, I don't know whether you've heard about this, but there was um, a lady in Korea who was playing an online video game, okay, in a cafe, you know, like they do. And she basically gave birth to a baby in the restroom and then put it in a garbage bag and put it in the dumpster outside. Bollocks. Yeah. That can't be true. It's true. It's absolutely true. They've got a security camera. According to whom? No, this is is out of a North Korean um, (laughs) news story. This is is true. We trust everything North Korea. Tell us now. There's actually... Kotaku is reporting from a, yeah, a source yeah. called Korea Bang. There's a, um, there's a CCTV footage of her doing it. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. They don't know that the police spokesman said they didn't know whether they it was stillborn or whether it sort of died in the garbage bag. So I know this is I mean, sure. it's a horrible thing and you shouldn't do it and you know that's a person's life and she's a terrible terrible person. What game was she playing? <laughs> it doesn't know. actually say. Yeah, it's, in, it's in Korea. Starcraft two. Yeah, it's probably it'll be one of those. I, I, if it's not Don King's Prize Fighter, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> it is. No, it's a terrible thing. I'm just. Oh, that's why I covered myself at the start. Take the Don King prize fighter and throw that in the garbage and take the baby. <laughs> yep. Play yep. With yeah. That is an awful, awful thing to do. What an awful woman. In oh, a state oh. of gaming addiction, Mrs. A seemed to have a vague attitude in which she was unable to feel any responsibility or sensibility as she gave birth and killed slash neglected the baby, said a police spokesman. You know what? Did the baby die? Stage. Yeah, the baby died. Oh well, it may have been still. Well, they didn't born. know. They didn't know whether it was still born right. or it, it died possible. in the bag. It was born alive, and then she killed it, or maybe it was born dead. Um, but well, you know what? A guy in the United States also recently shook a baby to death because it wouldn't shut up while he's playing Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's uh, That's true as well. I mean, it's interesting because obviously we defend gaming as a pastime and say, you know, well, yeah, gaming's but, fine. And, no, but you can't defend idiots and fucking well, exactly. lunatics. And they're everywhere, so it's not like this is unique to gaming. But so, it's just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate that those people got to be in a situation where they, you know that they have to be responsible for somebody's life because clearly they're not <laughs> well, clever you know, enough. <laughs> Well, this is the universe working it out. This person does not need children. Yeah, but it's, it's very sad that that happens. Yeah. But on to something more positive. Chini's going to love this. GTA oh, 6. Yeah. GTA no, 6 you're going to love this, Chini. Now, you know when we went to Eurogamer last year, don't you? We went there, didn't we? And... Hang on. Let me just check my memory bank. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to go Yep, yep. I'm yep. looking under E, my memory under E. <laughs> okay, anyway. Hang on. <laughs> the longer I pause this, the funnier it gets. Just let. You require a three bedroom bisexual house share <sighs> in Walthamstow. Is that correct? I've looked under the uh, cabinet of <laughs> yeah. memories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Under E. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eurogamma 2009, 10, and 11. So, which one are you talking about? Uh, 11, it would be. All right, let me just get that. Last year's. Hold on, let me. <laughs> this is very surreal, I have okay. to say. Okay, right, got it. Oh, have you got it? Right, yeah. Now. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Well, I was, we went there. Well, World there. of Tanks and everything. We went a video. Well, World of Tanks. Talk of the devil. World of Tanks. Now, you did take the piss out of that game, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's if true to say. Hey, right, uh, okay, you've got to talk about World of Tanks now. How forthinking was we, right? Because people was covering I've got a t-shirt. Rage. That t-shirt might be worth money now. Pe- people was covering Rage. They was covering yep. Uncharted 3, Journey. We was on the pulse because we gave 10 minutes of our video to World of Tanks in, in pure hilarity. Go to YouTube uh, dot com forward slash veteran gamers or some shit and we'll um <laughs> you're okay now and you can see my coverage of world of tanks let's put this into perspective right this now is one of the fastest growing mmos in the world right and has 24 million registered players since it was launched in april 2011 tank 24 million the making monthly Double figures, millions of dollars a month. Sweet. Double figures. You think they would have given out more t-shirts? Yeah. There's been 350 million battles since it was launched. I've contributed to that. 
<laughs> you have. We played it. We played this game. Um, I just want to hear the song that I was doing while playing it. I was going. And you were also shooting the uh, the same players as well. Uh, well yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I may have got mixed up what side I was on, but you know, I'm still adding to the cause. But yeah, I, I mean, we we actually uh, met him, didn't we? I'm sure that it was the developer dude who was stood there, possibly because he was, you know, I'm sure it was him who, who obviously owned the the company or made the game or whatever. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, but he was he was foreign, wasn't he? He came from wherever this was. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> Well, I assumed it was him because he was out of this country, <laughs> therefore he must have been a developer. Well, I think the the misconception we had was that this was a very tiny sort of niche game. That no one would I didn't really think, be no, I didn't feel like that. I th- I've played it knowing that it probably had quite a, like a wide audience, but you know, it's twenty four like, million. Not, not that big, but you know, like, Eve Online has a big audience. You know, all these online games, these MMOs have big audiences, and they they they're always full. Um, but I didn't know it was, was going to be. Popping up in the news like six this, months after the Euro came. This well, is I did. Bigger. That's why I put it in the video. <laughs> this is bigger than Eve Online. This is bigger than that. <laughs> you know, this, this, this thing is massive. It's basically tank massive. porn. If you like tanks, this is definitely. I mean, like a world of tanks would be right up your street. <laughs> I mean, when he was, he was funny when he was actually talking to us about it. He the the customization that you could do to your tanks was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and these things were absolutely detailed to the last rivet. You know, if that's... Sorry, this just in. I've, I've got news just in. Um, now, Duke, you might want to... I know you're busy doing something, like, important, but I know you might want to pay attention for this. Um, my next... That's what Duke's doing. Um, my next rental is on its way. Oh. Ooh. And? And, and oh. you know, I haven't really... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Now, I haven't really been talking about current games, and people are saying, you know, catch up with the times, Chile, play some AAA games, you've got Mass Effect 3 here, you know. Um, so I'm, I sense I'm, an ironic build-up here. Happy to announce uh, that NCIS is coming in the post, <laughs> everyone. Oh, uh, God. Which is funny, because CSI, right, those <laughs> games are awful, and the CSI, the program, is probably one of the, you know, like the top tier ones. And the NCIS, he's got a, like a CSI copy. So I'm wondering how bad is the NCIS video game? Is it going to trump CSI? Can it do it? Stay tuned for the veteran gamers for the most common, um, up-to-date video game news, people. Yeah, you can stick with Weekend Confirmed where they talk about, you know, games that come out this week. Good luck with that. Well, luckily I'm here to do that. Yeah. Anyway, um, World of Tanks. Again, that came out last year. Let's talk about that again. Yeah, but this is news time. You know, that's twenty-four million users. That's like huge. It's big now. It's big. That's, that's almost twenty-four. It's bigger than World of Warcraft. No, it's not quite that big, but it's big. Um, okay, I want to talk about this because it's kind of interesting. But Valve is working on wearable computing. Have you heard about this? No. Have you not heard of that? So, Valve tech guru, Boyaka, Boyaka. Michael Abrash, um, he reveals he's, he's working on an interesting project. And, and basically, he, he, the way he explains it is, um, for instance, he said it's like the Terminator vision thing. So, you know where you have computer stuff overlaid over your vision? Yeah. Well, that's what he's talking about. So if you're on the move, you can see where you need to go next or if you wanted directions to somewhere, it would come up on this sort of whatever it is. Who knows? Right on your retina. Who knows what it'll be? 
but apparently he reckons that this sort of tech will avail- be available in the next three to five years. That's what he's saying. Cool. Well, I'll look yeah. forward to, the, to it then. <laughs> you know, I can't get excited about... I mean, this is, this is, I love how he explains it. This is how he explains it. It says, by wearable computing, I mean mobile computing where both computer-generated graphics and the real world are seamlessly overlaid in your view. I was talking about this, uh, I was thinking about this, like, kind of in cars. You know how they have those heads-up displays where, like, they display things on the actual windscreen? Yeah. Like, I want it, sooner or later, they're going to do this, where, you know how on a sat-nav, they oh, have... Okay. Bouncing like, off the windscreen. Like the, the windscreen will have like will read arrows the road. on it. Yeah, they, like basically it will paint out a path on the actual road that you're looking on. So you, your windscreen can read the road and what's in front of you, and then overlay a sat nav on it. That's what I want. Work on it, Val. Get on it. Or Gabe, come up. There you go. Well, he's doing it. This guy, Abrash, he's, he's, he's doing that. He's doing that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, is he working on it now? That's what I want. So he also went on to say he spun up almost overnight as he thought it was the most valuable thing I could do at a Valve. No, it isn't. Making <laughs> Half-Life 3 is the most valuable thing you could Somebody do Somebody else is doing that, mate. Somebody else is doing that. Don't uh, and he says that's why Valve is exploring it. He said the underlying trend as we've gone from desktops through laptops and notebooks to tablets is one of having computing available in more places more of the time. The logical endpoint is computing everywhere all of the time. That is wearable computing. So there you go. Oh, God. I don't know. This guy, he sounds a bit kind of crazy oh, yeah. to me. No, no, it sounds a little logical, yeah. Um, you know, Google, so... so Google just released um, their video where, you know, um, uh, someone's walking down the street and they can just use Google on their eyes. Yeah, their well, that's where apparently there's there's some, because he said that Google aren't going to be too impressed because he's doing it as well now. Yeah, but... You know, I mean, he was saying it should be 20 years, but he said it could be within 10 years, but likely as little as three to five years, because the key here is input processing power, size, and output that need to evolve to enable wearable computing are shaping up nicely, although there's still a lot to be figured out. I'll give it five to ten years. I yeah. I think it's an interesting thing, and I think it would be kind of cool. Can you imagine, like, game sort of adaptions for that? You know, you're walking down the road, but you're sort of, you know, and we've talked about this before, haven't we? Doing, like, treasure hunts and what have you, or looking for virtual things in the real world. Where you Shooting could people them. in the real world. Yeah, you could do it, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, and then get that. mixed up what's what, and then actually shoot them. Yeah. Go to jail. Oops. And games are banned forever. Whoops. That wouldn't be good, would it? No. Um, and then he goes on, but he's so funny, right? So he says all that stuff. Then he says, to be clear, this is research and development. It doesn't in any way involve a product at this point and won't for a long while, if all ever. All speculation, ignore all of the... Yeah, input. ignore all that stuff I just said. Uh, so please, no rumours about Steam glasses being announced at E3, he says. He says, it's just an investigation into the interesting and promising space and falls more... So what you're saying, Gabe, is Half-Life <laughs> 3 is going to be in eyeglasses. Brilliant. There you go. There you go. I think it's kind of cool. I like. I like that. I mean, I mean, Duke. Can you see yourself walking down the road with wearable computers? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm nervous about it. I think it could be messed up, and we would end up. There's a good book called Everybody in Silico that's all about this. Uh, and I don't know. It sounds weird. Like we wouldn't be interacting with humans anymore. It would all just be digital, and I think that's messed up. I think it's good to have human to human interactions without screens in the way. But maybe yeah, I'm yeah. maybe I'm a dinosaur. Maybe that's something that's on the way out. You know how people complain about video games now because they don't understand video games. 
I've got a feeling that this might be what you can play when you... Yeah, I, when you can, I don't understand it. I'm that way with cell phones. I'm like, everyone's always looking in their cell phones. But yeah, well, I'm with you there halfway because some people, when you, even when you're talking to them, they're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. But I'm saying this is the next step in that. Maybe. I mean, you won't even know it. Like, you won't... <laughs> yeah. I, they'll be looking right at you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And meanwhile, they're looking at, you know, donkey porn or whatever. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Yeah. How do you know what Chini looks at? I'm just guessing, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I like, donkeys. Oh yeah. We're talking about politics. Oh yeah, show that donkey a good trap. Wow, wow, he's a very nice. Very. So what do you think the Senate yeah. should do? Oh, donkey. <laughs> oh my God. Ooh, Shrek. I like that. Oh yeah. You watching Shrek? Yes, I am watching Shrek. Um, Shrek, I'm a donkey, Shrek. We have got some Bethesda news this week. Uh, oh, on. yeah. Oh, uh, donkey. <laughs> now, they're re-releasing, you're going to love this, they're re-releasing downloadable Quake 4 on PC and Xbox yeah. 360 for a bargain price of £15. Why? Why are, are they doing that? Why? Wow. Did they get hard? Go, you know what would be funny? You know what would be funny? <laughs> well, everyone's waiting for scoring DLC. <laughs> You know what we should do? <laughs> we should re-release Quake. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it. All right, let's go. What did we do yesterday? I was so high. Oh, shit. Quake falls out again. <laughs> well, who's going to buy that? Seriously. Um, next week, I'm playing Quake 4. I mean, I got it. I picked it up again, like, second-hand for about two pounds, you know, when we was doing the sort of looking back on old games. It were about two quid. It cost nothing. It nothing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, so they did that, right? And then they got even higher the following day, right? Because then they decided to apply for a trademark for Fuss Rodar. <laughs> so, the, the trademark in the dragon shout. Huh. Well, no, I don't think they're going to do anything with that. They're just going to take it just in case, because you know somebody else yeah, might. Probably just trying to keep off people profiting off of it. Yeah, uh, stop squatters, uh, stop domain yeah. squatters. I've played this before, right? Have I played this before? The video is funny, but the audio is funny I'll put that in this uh, uh, show notes as well. But yes, basically. Now, basically, they've, they've, they've totally submitted. What I did on uh, my day, by the way. They've submitted yeah. six separate trademark applications for the shockwave attack callout uh, with the United States patent and trademarks, ranging from computer game software to entertainment services. So they've trademarked Fuss Rodar. <laughs> so there you go. Imagine if, like, it's, you know, when you Fuss Rodar, you do that every time you sneeze as well. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Everybody, get out of the room! Get out of the room! <laughs> get out of the room. <laughs> Everybody at the restaurant now! Um... The poor deaf guy sitting there eating a steak. Where did everyone... Ah! Sir, would you like pepper? No! <laughs> Why does no one go on a date with you? You're such the perfect man. Shut Here, up. let me get that pepper for you. <laughs> <laughs> I should be writing all these ideas down and making videos. You should be doing... You'd, you'd, it'd be gold. Pure gold. gold. A million hits in an hour. Yeah, it would be. It but would hey, be. you know, I've got to go to bed, so... <laughs> um. 
now then, Peter Molyneux, we need to talk a little Peter bit about Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. We can get him on the show if you want. Oh, can we? Shall we get him on and ask him directly what's going bring on? Up, what do you think Let's about bring him on just a minute. Oh, what do you think, Robert, about Peter Molyneux? I don't really have an opinion about him. You got him yet? Let's ring you up just a minute. I'm just going to... some music while you're ringing him up. Fitness, the clock must deliver. One hope, one quest. Witness the fitness. Well, I think I've got it. Hello? Are you there, Peter? Hello! I'm Peter Morgan. Yeah! I have a Peter. Let's show you. Now, Fingers Peter. are coming out by electrics. All the other way round. I'm Peter Morgan. Yeah! Give me a job. <laughs> we do. We have to get some things cleared up because... What? Obviously, you have left. I thought it was little John now. I know, yeah. I'm French. Shut up, Duke, you American. You have left Microsoft, it's true to say. Yes. Now, what's the reason for that? Why did you decide to leave? Well, I thought that they wouldn't let farting in my games enough. And I need freedom in my games, too. And I need farting because that's the most important gameplay. And I wanted... People to fart next to their connect, and then their characters fart. But they wasn't approving it, so I thought, screw it, my own company, farting games. I'm partnering up with Silver Dollar Games, and now this is an announcement exclusive to your show, and we're going to make fart connect games. <laughs> Peter Molyneux. Now, <laughs> apparently, apparently, some people are saying, some people are saying that the reason you left is because they cancelled Project Milo. Is that, is that true? I don't want to talk about Project Milo. Good, neither do I. But I will say that I keep him in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It might be coming That's clear funny. now. Were you, were you actually sacked or asked to leave, were you, because you was, uh, you know, molesting Milo? Is that what was going on? I would never do such a thing. I meant the game, the code for the game. Where's your mind? <laughs> Thanks, <Jew>. Now, <laughs> now the... F- <laughs> Jeez. Now, the final thing I need to ask oh, you... Oh, close to Jesus, but better. <laughs> I live longer than him. The Fuck fi- him. <laughs> the final thing I How need to... How many games did Jesus make? Zero. Peter Molyneux, probably more than ten. <laughs> the final thing I need to ask you is that, you know... Did you play Fable yet? I- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, I play. I love that game. Well, don't, because it's published by Microsoft. They suck. <laughs> um... Please edit that out for contract reasons, Peter yeah. <laughs> I have heard, I have heard uh, that part of the reason you did leave was because you, you received a Lifetime Achievement Award and you felt that you, you, know, you hadn't accomplished everything you needed to do and you know, that, that sort of spurned you leaving to, to do what you want to do. Is that true? Well, partly because you people of Earth, uh, i am only been on Earth uh, for... However many years I've been on Earth, in Earth years, which is probably about 50 or something. But I'm from a different planet to you, which is why I'm Peter Molyneux. And I'm really only about 17 from my home planet. This is another exclusive for your show, by the way. (laughs) Wow, she's from another planet? I guess so. I forget which one it is, but it's in the Milky Way somewhere. And anyway, so from my planet, I've actually got another 70 Earth years left. So I feel like the Lifetime Achievement Award was more like a teenager beginning award. I'm Peter Molyneux. Well, we, we also, do... Ha- I listen to your Deviant Sync cast. But we do have to let you go. Duke, I listen to your Deviant cast. Didactic Sync cast now. Whatever it is, I'm Peter Molyneux. Right, we've got to go. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off now. I've caught uh, 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 the way, Duke. <laughs>
He's here. I've got him. I'm cutting you off. I'm out of here. Bye. Where you going? Gone. Oh, he's gone. There you go. Got rid of him. Jeez. I'm back there, Stu. I don't know where. Oh, oh. oh, my God. Yeah. He's a crazy dude. We've not yeah, had him on for ages. Polly was apparently called Cody 2012. <laughs> who'd, have, who'd have known? Who'd have known? Oh, my gosh almighty. Anyway. So, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's let's move on because it is time. It's that time of the night for emails. Oh, email. Whoa, that ruled. I'll do the first one, but I have sent one to you here, Duke, and I think this is rather apt for you to read out. So you know this this one is especially for you. All right. So let's let's uh, start off with these. And our first one this week was received off uh, Christopher Matthew, no less. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. He says this. Uh, Greeting, gents. Greetings. Yeah, hello. I realize it's probably too late and Stu has likely finished Mass Effect 3 already. Well, he knows this because we did a spoiler cast on it. So, yeah, it is a bit late, really. But... You can get to 100% galactic readiness and thus increase your effective military strength by downloading the free Mass Effect 3 app for iOS. It is a rather boring program, but a way to get your readiness rating up without playing the co-op. That said, you should play the co-op. It isn't great, but it is fun. And if you get a few people together, it's even better. Duke is right. When a file is deleted from the hard drive, essentially the first character of the file name is deleted so that the OS won't recognize it and it can be written over the next time that the space is needed. You have to ask for a deep erase to truly delete the file. Not sure about the 360, since you don't have those disk utilities for the 360. I sold one with a hard drive, but I didn't have any credit card details on it, and I haven't had any trouble. Anyway, not much else to say this week. Later, CP. So there you go. Whoops. Yay! There you go. I mean, there's not a lot to say about that, because we've, well... Well, you can say that I'm right. Yeah, people will find out on Wednesday or the previous Wednesday when they get this show uh, that we talked a lot about Mass Effect 3, so we've done a lot. Yeah, but Poochie has something to say. Poochie, you look like you've got something to say. (laughs) Do you? Yes, I certainly do. I have to go now. My planet needs me. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, thank you for that. My planet needs me. Right, off you go, Jute. You'll like this one. It's a big one. Here we go. All right, this is from Jason Gullaher. And the subject is, thanks for the panda bear ammo, Duke. It's all your fault. I'm sorry. I don't know if I know what that means. Here we go. Hey, listen. It is a long and probably very offensive email, so if you take the time to read it, warning, 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 warning. Get the next topic buzzer ready or hit the delete button. I can't keep switching between my email program and the sound files. All right, just my opinion here. No matter how foul, it is not my intention to offend. By the way, this is a great way to start an email. You're going to be horribly offended by this and want to move on to the next thing. Did you play the Sour Patch Kid game on XBLA? Yes. I see reviewers are liking the humor in this game. I don't. I thought this game was meant for kids. After playing the demo, I found it is probably more of a game for creeps. I probably sound like a crude, but check out the demo. I believe you will see. The narrator from the Office TV show curses and swears his way into guiding the player to a trampoline where he then says, bounce with me. 
His tone is obviously perverse. I mean, I should be talking. I could make defecating jokes all day, but this is an ad for a craft candy product that little kids eat and a game little kids are playing. I guess they are going primarily for the puberty consumer or at least the freaky consumers. Maybe I just don't have a good sense of humor that's relevant in today's society. Sometimes I wonder. It could have been a good $5 game. Gameplay was fine. My opinion, it's a sick and twisted ad for a pure shit product. I've never actually eaten it, so I don't know. Giant pandas of the world hit up all hit up the all-you-can-eat bamboo bar, drink a couple of liters of prune juice, and let your digestive systems flow. Please do your duty all over. World gone sour. Just curious, all you toilet gamers out there, how many times do you toilet game in a day? If I did, it would be twice, usually, and I'm good. But 40 times a day, whoa, you go, panda. Oh, that's right. I said that thing about pandas. You did. Right, okay. Good things I don't eat bamboo. Let's kickstart to support the relief of panda hemorrhoid problems. (laughs) Kickstart, all right, there. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, Phil Fish is an idiot. With that's hey wait I have a sound clip for that uh, oh yeah here we go this guy's an idiot that said please forgive smelly Phil fish he is a jackass but Fez is such a charming fun game even with the bugs everyone should enjoy it I also believe games from Japan will be better than the rest of the worlds in the coming years ask the daddy he'll tell you yeah, it's true it's true they will be there you, well, you heard it me. here. <laughs> Speaking of offending people, I learned a few things on the How Stuff Works podcast. I actually listened to uh, Stuff Mom Never Taught You, which is uh, some ladies at How Stuff Works, and they do a good show too. Someone in Japan has come up with a concoction to get rid of the old people's smell. Whatever potion it might be, I doubt it helps with the old people's smell mixture with body odor on Wee Bowling Night. That's got to be one hell of a smelly combination. Ooh. It's not the... Sw- you know... Just keep going with it. It's not the sweat that stinks. It's the feces, the bacteria <laughs> on your body leaves behind after it digests the sweat. How Stuff Works truly is a great podcast. I also learned the British have a doomsday DNA vault. Norwegians have all the different species of seeds in the world buried in the side of a mountain. And a lunar colony should be ready by 2035 to save mankind. You know, in case of a fallout. Get ready, Duke. I don't have a fallout sound clip. In the end, really? gamers the world. Well, I guess I have that from Fallout New Vegas. Really? Uh, in the end, gamers will save the world. Just you wait and see. Indie pick, Buy Town Lumberjack. This game is a steamy success. Just be sure to hold your nose while you play. Chinny, take some pics for the site when you go to Seattle. I miss that part of America. Ah, the memories. I once shit in the woods on Mount Rainier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh they're telling you what happened on the Space Needle. Again, sorry for offending everyone. You know what? If you were really sorry, you'd stop doing it. But Duke had to talk about panda bears, and World Gone Sour had to come true. It is truly a World Gone Sour. As always, his emails are very entertaining. Yes, they are. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, I, Jason. Thought, I, I thought I had to let you read that one out. Perfect. Jason. Um, okay, here's the next one. It's called Bioshock. That's simply what it's called. Uh, it's from Mark Hamblin. Jason. And he says this. Hi, guys. Hope you all had a good Easter holidays. Yep, yeah, great. Mine was fine. How about uh, yeah, it was yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 great. Yes. Uh, my question is, what game has grabbed you from the start and pulled you in? Mine is Bioshock when you are in the sea and you have to swim to the entrance of Rapture. I have played a lot of games over the years. 
But the start of that game is by far the best start of a game I have ever played. I will say that I think the Duke's best start to a game is Heavy Rain. As we all know, he loves playing it. Ha ha ha. Only joking. Jason! Keep up the good work, guys. Mark. So there you go. So what game has grabbed you from the beginning and then you've just kept playing it and you couldn't stop? Section 8. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It actually did because it just it felt so good when I started playing it. It was like, yeah. Now the story's crap, so I assume he means like story-wise. I thought Red Dead did a good job of bringing me right in. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. The, the train ride at the beginning was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, gun also gun was a good opening that was like gripping yeah i never uh, played that you see so i don't know yeah it was good is that like the belt burns down or something is that happens at the start yeah 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 it was good yeah um, i think the original mass effect was a bit like that for me because yeah. once i started playing that i never stopped till i finished it i just played and played and played and played it, it was, well as it i've said good. it took me two times to get into mass effect yeah i don't think it grabbed me but it was just one of those games once i got into it i couldn't put it down He's asking about games that grabbed you. Well, I guess. Eco grabbed me. Diane just grabbed me. Oh, sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Limbo, as we mentioned earlier, is definitely one of those. And Half-Life 2, of course. How could we forget that? Uh, Mine are Limbo, Half-Life 2, Red Dead Redemption, Portal, Portal 2, GTA, GTA, GTA 3, GTA 4. And that's about it. Yeah, Portal 2 does a very good job of that, sort of grabbing you at the beginning. Actually, no, I've got to agree with you, right? As much as I thought GTA 4 got really boring in the middle, and I never finished it because of that, uh, the, opening is, <laughs> the opening is very cool. Do you, do you know what the very first thing is you see in GTA 4? I don't the know. The very, very, very first thing. I just remember being on a ship. The yeah. very first thing you see is a man being spanked by a woman on a ship. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I remember being on the ship <laughs> and getting off and then getting met at the docks and then having to drive a car. Low upsetting the mass media. So the very first thing they, they made sure that to do was uh, get a spanking scene in there very early. Set the tone. I want to say there's some game where it's like, as soon as you start playing, it's like, go, 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 get out of here, go. But I don't remember what game it is. Oh, I've got one like that. Dead Fez, Space 2. Fez, did I mention Fez? <laughs> Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dead, Dead Space 2 is like, okay, everything's cool, everything's cool. Oh my god, I'm dead, run! Uh, that's, what, that's what it does. So, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant starts with Dead Space 2. Yeah, there's a few it's games that do it. Like, about. you should, you know, yeah, like good movies, you know, like Fight Club, it starts out with a gun in the dude's mouth. Like, that's an exciting start to a movie, you know what I mean? That's what a good, I think games should strive to have a little more of that. Like, Ooh, I've got a good one for you, Duke. Driver San Francisco, what about that? Yeah, I don't remember how it starts. It starts with you sort of having the accident, doesn't it? And then no, that's it. not the actual start of the game. It's not the start of the game. The, start start, of the, 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 the Darkness 1 was a great beginning. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Using a car and you're reloading a shotgun. And yeah. The first opening line is like, I was 21. The, the first time I died, was 20, I was 21. And then he's reloading the shotgun. It takes a while and people are talking to you. And then you're off and then you crash the car and everybody in the car was dead. And Fantastic starts again. Uh, Mafia 2 has a great start as well. Yeah. Um, just kind of the original... start off with a suitcase. No, you start off in, in um, 
the World War Two, and then you, you, when you're in New York, you, you got a suitcase, and the way your body's like animating to the suitcase, and people are welcoming you to the city. Great, great introduction to this. Yeah, Mafia Two. I love that game. Do you know that it's, is one of the most underrated games of the. I love few Mafia years. Two. I loved it when it was really? out, and everybody moaned that there's no side missions. Who cared? It's just like, great. Fuck that. It was so brilliant. It was it. well done. If you like, listen, people. If you've never played it, you should just pick it up because it's so dis- cheap now. If people are disappointed with that idea, what like play play Mafia Two because that's yes. kind of what they was expecting. I think. Yeah, so much better. Sadly, not better, but different. It was. It's a different better. type of game. It was, and it so adds it one of the most tutorials at the beginning. I was going to say Fallout Three in New Vegas, but no, they start with like Fallout Three. You're a baby for like ten minutes. But that's then, quite an engaging start, though. It, you know, it, it's those, an engaging start, but it's not like. I don't know. It's not. I don't know if it, is, it, is it gripping, especially when it's like, "Here's what you're gonna look like when you're 18." Okay, that's pretty transparent. No, I, I, I was gonna say the other one that I think, and this is even going further back, but the original Half Life was a great opening to a game because yeah, it was yeah. so just going to work. Yeah, it was yeah. just nothing happened for about the first half an hour. You were just that, walking that's around. Oblivion and Skyrim are good openings because yeah, they're Skyrim all about you're prisoner yeah. and you're gonna die, and then it's like, wait, maybe you're not. Yeah, no, I you, think you, know, you put your head up to that log and they're going to trip your head yeah, off. Yeah. I think Oblivion was better because <laughs> Oblivion for me was that moment you came out of the sewers and you were suddenly in this massive open world and you could yeah, go yeah, anywhere. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I didn't play that shit. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yes, well, thank you very much. That's, that was a good email. I like that. Yeah, I guess you're back. Who cares? Right. Now, I'm going to go for this. This, is, this next one is a big wall of text. So... Big wall of text. Here we go. Yoda the third writing to us yeah, now. Well, it's sort of. It's Hans V. Oh. He's written us a few big ones, so they're very similar in style. Uh, oh, so here we go. And it's because Chini's got his back up. That's, that's the reason this email has come. So he says, hey, stop it. So there you go. That's, uh, that's what he's saying. Well, you, you may have forgotten that Rage is the best game of 2011 and that you need to stop talking so bad about it. No, I don't think you've done that. No, really. I think on this episode I said it was yeah. a good game. I don't think you've done that. Anyway. Suck that. All the team wanted to do was give you the best of every possible thing they could think of. So if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all about the game of the year. Since my <laughs> last email, I have done a few things. Played 50 hours of Skyrim since November. Isn't Fallout sold out? Uh, but beat, sold Assassin's Creed Revelations. Of course it was good, but nothing more than just fun to play. Uh, then bought SSX, a game I played when I was young, and I played about 60 hours of that. Bought Mass Effect 3. Oh, look at this. If it can't find any save data from ME2, even though I can see where it is on my hard drive, that really is my problem with this game. The ending was good, but I'm glad I'm getting more ME for free, even though it's unnecessary. I just want to play more and not spend any money. My PS3 broke, took a month and a half to fix it. The verdict was unfixable. Now I have a PS3 with 90 gigabytes, less space, and none of my save games for Fallout or for Skyrim. Why am I selling it also? I don't know. It also has no DLC or downloadable games. Other than that, I have been training in Call of Duty Zombies and playing some Modern Warfare 3. I'm not sure what he's been training for, but uh, he's been using Call of Duty Zombies to do it. But anyway, that's a bit worried. A little bit worried. Zombie apocalypse. A little bit worried. Anyway, have you guys seen the concept art for Wasteland 2? It looks awesome. They look like they are going for a Fallout New Vegas feel, but an enslaved meets Terminator look. Robots and jungles. 
As far as I can tell from the two or three images released, one of a bunch of Wasteland soldiers wearing Ranger badges and one of a giant robot scorpion in the middle of the metropolis being overrun by jungle. But the badges do say desert on them, so they may pull a rage with different environments. Uh... The game should come out next year, which will probably not be true. My only nervousness about this is it could affect the next Fallout release date, which is probably going to be the game I enjoy more, unfortunately. Though we don't know much about either. I am not worried they should both be good, and I can't wait. Stop hating on Rage, or we'll never listen to you again. Or maybe Uh... I'll just skip that segment. Uh, Boston Hands Hands TV, I love Rage. There you go. Good Lord, that was hard to read. Well, thank you for the email. We appreciate the emails. Okay. And that's it for emails. And to finish off... What do we think of Wasteland 2 screenshots? I don't know. I've not seen them. I've never heard of them. This is the project that just got kickstarted, right? Ah. You could be right. I've still never heard of it. Surprised that there's (laughs) concept art already. Well, you'd be amazed how quickly people do stuff. I guess. So that's it for emails. But we have got... A confession. Dun, dun. Uh, right. Hey, kid, I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. Thing, 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 thing. Everything. Okay, I'll talk. Now, it seems with confessions that every now and again, someone has something pretty serious to get off the chest. And this is one of those occasions. Okay. So let's go through this and see what this guy needs to do to make amends because this is a pretty, this is probably one of the worst ones we've had, I have to say. So let's do this. Uh, It's from David Tripney, and he says this I have a confession which I need to get off my chest. Many years ago, I was playing Metal Gear Solid on the PS2. I had been stuck at the Psycho Mantis boss fight for weeks. Until someone told me that you had to swap controller ports to stop him reading your mind and predicting your moves. See, so far, so good. It sounds fine, doesn't it? It doesn't sound too terrible. You know, he's playing the boss yeah. fight. What, what, what's the worst that could happen, really? Well, so anyway. That could happen. Well, I was on the verge of beating him when my girlfriend, now my wife, left the room and decided to fall down the stairs. I had two choices go to her aid or complete the boss fight I paused the game heard her groans which confirmed she had survived and (laughs) carried on with the boss fight (laughs) once I had beaten Psycho Mantis Uh I went downstairs and pretended I didn't know she had fallen down the stairs she still mentions this to this day and I still pretend I didn't know she had fallen Please forgive me. Thanks, Dave150771. <laughs> so, basically, his girlfriend, who is now his wife, could have been very seriously injured because she fell down the stairs. And he had a choice between completing his game or going to a raid, and he did the game. What do you think? Come on. That's uh, pretty bad. That's pretty that's bad. bad. No doubt about it, dude. Yikes. Now... Interestingly, and this is this is where it falls down a little bit for his defense, right? It's not like he he couldn't pause the game. He put, he obviously paused the game to check she was all right. So at that point, he could have gone to see she was all right, and then maybe in, you see that what I think the real reason for this is if if he paused the game and she was seriously injured, he wouldn't be able to get back to finish the game. So 
he had to make sure he finished it in case he was serious and he had to take it. If he'd been playing something like Sacred 2 where you can't pause it, that would be a different matter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, that's, I don't know, dude. That's, is that forgivable? I guess, but it's, oof. Well, he's got to play Cassie's Animal Noises, obviously, because that's our new sort of confession game to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you've got to play that anyway. That's part of it. You've got to play that for a while. Um, but I don't know. I mean, how does he make amends to his wife for this? With I mean, he can't tell her because she'd kill him, wouldn't she? He'd be divorced, wouldn't he, really, if she found out that. Yeah. You know, I thought so she already knew. No, she... no, she still doesn't know. Oh, He's never yeah. told us, and she still thinks that he didn't, you know, he still pretends. Oh, no, because we read it on the air. Yeah. Well, she did, she, I doubt she listens, you know. Well, see. But, I mean, you know, what does he have? I mean, I think, I think, right, for her next birthday, he has to do something really special, doesn't he, to, to make up for this? Maybe. Yeah. Do Camp something special week. anyway. Yeah. Or just do something special, and if she asks what he for, just because, you know, just tell I her. I love you. Because he loves you. And he feels really guilty about letting you fall down the stairs S- and not S- doing S- anything about thing, it. Similar thing happened to me, by the way. Really? Um, Have you got a confession about something like this? No, but it's not a confession because I did the right thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, so what happened was, um, I was playing on my Xbox Ballet Bunny, right? Well, well, I heard this kind of apocalyptic clonking noise, <laughs> right? And it was like, right? And I thought, oh my god, right? She is now a vegetable after that. Right, I'll probably have to, like, wheel around in a wheelchair. Like, there's no oh, way no. she could get up from that and recover. And I paused the game, ran around to the stairs, and I was like, you're right. And she went, I should be more careful. Kind of thing. All right, and she just recovered from it instantly. All right, it was amazing. It's like she fell down the stairs so badly, and she just got up straight away. It was brilliant. But uh, then I got back to gaming, because I knew she was okay. But I didn't... Uh, I-, I checked that she was fine first. Uh, before I carried on playing game, I didn't, uh, you know, go, ooh, what should I do? So, it's not a confession. No? Mm, cool. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, you did the right thing. Well, that's okay. Yeah. That's right. You can be forgiven because you did the right thing. Well, In fact, you've nothing be... to be forgiven for. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, is there anything else he needs to do about some, you know, something really nice for his wife, you know? He needs to. Um. Push her down the stair. No. Um, <laughs> push himself down the yeah, stair? Yeah, throw himself down the stairs. Yeah, no, that's, that could be done. <laughs> no, we don't want him to seriously eat through himself. <laughs> uh, what could he do? What could he do? I don't know. He could just, you know what? Um, do the little things for her. If she does things around the house, make sure, you know, just cover for her for a little bit. and uh, Make a tea. Make Pump it, her a little nice, bit, yeah, yeah. Nice just deal. give her some time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, from work or wherever, just, you know. Now, that was going to be the end of, of emails and confessions and stuff like that. But I've just received, this is news just in, just in this, like, literally a second ago. A personal message on the forums from uh, Jason Gollaher, no less. Uh-huh. Now, interestingly, right, he says this, and he's probably going to kill me for reading this out on there. But I thought I'd read this because... Because he says this, Stu. Because I asked him, because obviously his name's just another writer, so I asked him, was he a writer for a living? Is that, is that what he did? You know what I mean? And he said, no, it isn't what he did. It was from a song, lyric, or whatever. But anyway, that's beside the point. He says this, Stu, just when I said I wasn't a writer, guess what I got in the mail today? CG Project sent me The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings for review. So awesome. 
They were taking oh. emails from parties. Listen to this, it gets better. Interesting reviewing the game, so I submitted. I told them that I was just a gamer and a member of the Veteran Gamers Forums. So, Stu, I'm oh. going to have fine time to play this game somehow. Never thought they would actually send it. Your credentials got me the game for free. I will try and get it done. If for some reason I can't, I will be glad to send it to you, Duke or Chin. Though, this is an American copy. Let me know what you think. But for now, I better get started playing some Witcher 2 a day early. Woohoo! Just an writer. Who'd have thought? Wow. So yeah, there you go. Cool. How cool is that, man? We never do stuff like that. We should do stuff like that. Why don't we, we do stuff like we, that? I don't know. John gets <laughs> review copies. And I we never seem to be. It's not that we don't. I think if we ask, we'll get. Because yeah, really. I think we get enough hits and, you know, we get enough downloads. I just can't be bothered. I just can't be bothered. Time. I know. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, look, I, as you know, I've been reviewing quite a few sort of PSN games and little arcade titles and stuff. Only uh, because they fall on our lap. Well, no, no I, no, I request them. I do oh, request yeah, but they email, so do you want to download Yeah, and I go, yeah, give me one. But it, it, it is so a it, chore. For request them, all you do is, yes. No, but it, what I was going to say, it is a chore, though, even just doing the little games. You know, and I can't imagine yeah, what The it, Witcher 2, you know, you, you, that is a game. Well, yeah. It's, it's massive, it's, though, isn't it? To, to review a game like that appropriately. Yeah. But if, they, if uh, Rockstar want to send me Max Payne 3, you're more than welcome to. But anyway, the point of this is, you know, uh, rather than send it to us, that's fine. You can you, you have the game. No, you do it. You, right, do, you it, do it. But we're going uh, to put it up on the blog. You're not allowed to just post it in the forums, man. You've got to do a proper review, and we'll stick it on the blog. No score, please. Yeah, no score. We don't do scores. No. So, but yeah, we'll put it in the box. Give it to Stu to read over. Or Duke. Yeah, so I'll take free. Because I won't read it. No. <laughs> Give it to I'll proofread it, check it's okay, and we'll, uh, we'll see. Listen, I'll only watch things. Oh, yeah, so well done <laughs> yeah. to you. Anyway, look, more people should get free games on us that we don't even know about. Yay. Brilliant. Hey! <laughs> uh, on that note, we do need to get the hell out of here, so we'll do some shout outs and we'll get the hell out of here, I think. So we'll come to you first. In fact, no, actually, do you know what? We'll not do that. We'll not do that. We'll do our iTunes review now, so it's a bit earlier and people hear it. So let's. Well, no, you do that. Start the yo, show. Yo, oh. yo, 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 but stop that American idiot destroying it with all the pointless, silly sound effects. Cheers. Balling. Nope. Nope. That's just us, man. You've got to live with it. That's just the way it is. Uh, uh, Scouts dude. Right. He's obviously uh, a new listener, I think. You know, yeah, no, that's fine. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Sometimes Duke can annoy people on the podcast with these sound effects because I sometimes just my bottom into some butterscotch. I think they're fun. I think they're good. But even sometimes I think he does them too much. But hey, you know, I can't control it. That's why I like him. It is um, what it is. We're podcasting with Duke now. You're not the only person to comment on the sound effects. Trust me. But it's kind of like a mole, you know. At first you think, oh, God, I don't like that being there. But if it was gone, you'd miss it. It is true. <laughs> Unless it was on your face. On your, like, whole face. I mean, like, just covered the whole of your face. You wouldn't miss that mole. Um, but, like, you know, a little one on your cheek. Uh, Luke, stop communicating in sound effects. 
so thank you for that. Anyway, we do appreciate all iTunes reviews, so it's very cool. And everyone, look, everyone else who does one, you get Juke's cool sound effect for the iTunes intro review. Wow, 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 it's very nice. <laughs> Which isn't that. <laughs> Um, shout outs! Yeah. <laughs> shout outs! It's time for a Colbert Report shout out. Hey! <laughs> seamless, absolutely seamless. It was uh, coming to you first, Chini. Let's have you first. Uh, oh well, um, I don't know if you've noticed, Stuart. Yes, but I've kind of been on our Facebook a lot. Yes, I've not. Well, I've he's prompted me to post a few things as well. I've been doing it too. Uh, I figured out. I haven't really had this chat with you yet. But we'll do it live on the channel. That's what it keeps it exciting, doesn't it? Um, that, you know, when in our 360plex days, remember those? Oh, Where, I do. I but, do. You know, bits of news come out. We used to post it straight away on the forums and, and on the, over there. But I figured out Facebook's perfect that. We can't – it's a bit of a task to write a whole blog on our site about every piece of news that comes out. But – pardon me. But it's easy to kind of do it on Facebook, right? True. So, if you want to keep up with some gaming news, you know, like us on Facebook and we'll keep up. And it does help if you, A, like posts, comment on them, keep interacting with us on Facebook and on YouTube as well, right? So every like, every comment helps us. So please keep doing that. Um, so just like us on Facebook for news. That I've decided that Facebook is a good place to just dump all loads of news there and you can tell us your opinions and, and things like that. You know, the um, weird thing is that if those – I don't assume this works for you guys as well – if if I go to Facebook, I am the veteran gamers. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, I yeah. get a notification that says, Stu Leckie likes your post. I'm like, I didn't post anything. What are you talking about? Yeah, that is If the I post a comment, it's like, yeah, I, like Chinny will post, hey, this game is out. And I'll write, yeah, that's awesome. And it looks like I'm just talking to myself or whatever. So we have to, for the sanity of us and everybody else, sign each post with Chinny, Stu, or Duke. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of like as a courtesy yeah, to know who's talking, that. unless it's just a generic kind of news thing, yeah, or yeah. you know, it's quite fun to, for people to guess who's doing the post. If it's a if it's a post about Max Payne three, then it's probably about me. <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah. an intellectual post about inside of video games, then it's probably about Duke. And if it's about Journey or some shit, some Japanese, you know, witch, yeah, then it's you know what's interesting? Since you did this, and I've been sort of doing a few as well while you were doing them, I found some quirky stuff and stuck that up. Uh, but our people talking about this has gone up seven hundred and forty percent. Okay, and the weekly total reach has gone up by five hundred and twelve percent just from doing that. Yep, we've gone up from. Wait a minute, let me have a look. We were averaging about one hundred and thirty-two people reached uh, till today was eight hundred and eight people reached. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, yeah, just keep going on that. Um, people, you know, comment on the the Max Payne that that Max Payne multiplier video. By the way, I've done. Um, I haven't really pushed it out a lot. But it, that, those views keep creeping up, like a hundred a day or so. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. So if people want to push that out, our videos as well, that that helps us. And also, Duke on the on the Facebook, talking about the Facebook, is people are requesting the scoring spoiler cast now, Duke. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw that. Um, um, or I'll I'll make it. How about this? I commit to making it happen. I don't know when, but I'll do it. I'll find. Uh, a few people have been asking it, like Andrew Gold yeah. has asked it, uh, Cy Sanderson has asked it. Yeah, so, yeah, they're asking for it. Um, yeah. I want to share Jonesy from the Playville for mentioning Snowboard Kids. 
<laughs> what? Snowboard kids is a snowboarding game that I used to love on the Nintendo 64. He was like, oh, oh there's one game that I really enjoyed on the Nintendo 64. Now he's talking about SSX, and I was like, I didn't ever play that shit. All right? And he went, Snowboard kids. And I was like, yes, I love Snowboard kids. So shout out to him. And a shout out to Phil Thee. I actually gave uh, Virtual Pizza a listen today, and he did a very good job, very polished show. But we need a little bit more of you, Phil, uh, in the podcast. I understand that you're doing a lot of collaborating and you're getting other people and the experts in and stuff. That's cool. Uh, but don't be afraid to put your opinion in there because it's nice to kind of listen to who, is the, who the host is as well and get to know uh, who's talking and who's hosting these shows every week. So put, don't worry. People don't mind listening to voices now and again. We did like two hours. We're a bit extreme because it's a little different format. But, you know, you play a lot of music. You do a lot of uh, kind of bed tracks and everything. People will pay attention uh, for more than five minutes despite what the internet generation think. So uh, don't be afraid to kind of slow it down now and again. And that's up from me, I think, yeah. There you go. Um, well, I'd like to thank everybody who sent emails in. And keep them coming because we, we do like reading out the emails. But however long they are, you know, it was interesting because, you know, Jason sent me one saying, oh, you might not want to read it because it's such a long email, whatever. And you don't, don't worry if you don't want to. But I said we read all the emails, whatever people send them, we read them out. Maybe that's a bit dangerous, but it's true. That's what we do. Uh, I'd like to thank, obviously, David and John Fluke uh, from Silver Dollar Games for joining me to do the interview. It was really good fun, so thank you to you guys for doing that, which was really kind of cool. And I'd also like to thank Duke um, for doing his other little podcast, which I'm really enjoying, so thank you for that. It is a great podcast. Yeah, I just enjoy it. So, yeah, it's good. And uh, I think that's really about it for me. I have no special ones. Uh, Oh, I'll tell a lie. I have got one. GH Rocker, just before the show, Oops, it's a good job I remembered this. And don't forget uh, about Pitch Rocker. He sent me, he sent me a, a question on Skype, so I guess we should answer this. He said, question for the show. One of the main reasons the Mass Effect 3 ending was so disappointing is because it lacked closure. So what game ending have you played that gave you the most closure? I personally think Fallout New Vegas is a good ending since you find out what happens to each little clan and group you are part of when you make your final choices. Yeah, but it stops... A game that shouldn't stop. Fallout 3 just keeps going and going, and that's what Fallout New Vegas should do. You see, I I actually like the fact that... I like games where you don't get closure, where you have to decide what happened at the end. And Portal I think 2, a little bit of closure is important. I don't yeah. want to... I agree with you. You're saying some ambiguity is okay. Yeah, Portal 2 is a good example of that. Cause Portal it gives 2 you, is what I was thinking of. Yeah, it yeah. gives you some closure, but he, do, he still leaves it like what yeah, happens next. We don't know. Also, like, it gives you closure in the single-player game, but even the co-op gives you even more closure, you know? Yeah. And, like, that that's just genius. When me and Duke finished that, we, we was both satisfied. We was like, oh, that's a great yeah. ending. Uh, yeah. yeah. Red Dead Redemption is a is fantastic. A Red Dead Redemption was just yeah, fantastic. Plenty of closure, but he hates that game, so that's cool. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other good games that have really Autumn good endings. Solace actually has a good ending. It feels very closed. <laughs> blowing up the hotel. I'm serious. While the whole thing is going up behind you, it's awesome. Ooh. So you Don King's prize fight. Like you really feel like a champion. <laughs> Beat Don King to death with your bare hands. Ma- Mafia Two has a great ending. We've great. Does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a very good ending to that's a game. It's a good all ring game. Anybody <laughs> who hasn't played Mafia Two, play it. Go play it now. Please play it. You could pick it up for like ten quid, fifteen. Less quid. than that, probably. To be honest, uh, I don't know what shops you you go to, but wherever. But you can you can get it cheap. But yeah, go and play that again. That's got great closure at the end, great ending as well. So yeah, 
Some good games. There are some good games. There are some good endings out there. You know, they're not all crap. That's a good statement. Uh, there are some good games. <laughs> We've good endings. We've good endings. They're not all terrible. Anyway, Jute, your shout outs, please. Yes, I will shout out Skull Duggerer for some funky beats. He and I have been trading suggestions on Facebook about good music to listen to, especially drum and bass stuff. So thanks. I'm sure he's like this DJ hype thing I've been playing all episode. Booyaka, booyaka, I didn't realize that was DJ Hut, by the way. He's awesome. Um, G Monk and I played some games. I think it was Modern Warfare 3, but I don't really remember. And SKX Nemesis and I sort of spontaneously caught up with each other to play some Modern Warfare. Uh, GH Rocker, I don't, I don't hate you, but on the play day, you killed me several times and I was irritated. So at the end of the game, no, I was, no, you, you GH said Rocker, I hate you. You were saying otherwise at the beginning before we started recording that you hate Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I hate now you, now you say you don't hate him. I don't well, know. My co-host You're very fickle. Rocker's a scumbag, so I just thought... You know, hey. <laughs> also, thanks for playing my music to your mates on the bus. I would recommend that you stop doing that if you want to keep your friends. Because <laughs> I don't know... That, hey, guys, here's some music that some dude I met on the internet had played. But whatever. Um, yeah, thanks to everybody who showed up for the Modern Warfare 3 Playdate. Uh, again, Z4XX Nemesis, Dave150771, IanW99, uh, Deanna, Top Tricky, GH Rocker, Step J, Major Chavez. The next Playdate will be Sunday, the 22nd of April, 6 p.m. UK time. Jenny, write this down. Team Fortress 2. Whoa, I might turn up for that. Oh, uh, yeah. You hear I'm that? I'm going to make the event on Facebook as we speak. Do it now. Do it right now. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Do it right so, now. So, yeah. Uh, that's it, and then I guess the only other thing is about VG Hub. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net, and on there you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts, similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Come on, now. some might say that. No, no one says that. And of course, you have links to you know great forums. You don't have any other friends. So check it out, vghub.net. It is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's really about it. So I guess we need to go. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, Jamaful. Well, there making, you go. Making the event as we speak. How are you doing it now? Hey, I got a question. Go I on. meant to talk about this at the beginning of the show, but then I got carried away with the historic recreation. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to shout out Jimmy Carr as well. I just found him. Oh, well, he's you just awesome. you just did it. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Oh man, I got a home pregnancy kit. <laughs> Turns out my home is pregnant. <laughs> that was pretty uh. good. He does this whole thing with improv. He's like, I need a, a, a historical figure. I need an occupation. I need a superpower. I need a location. And then he ends up with an, an accent. He's like, okay, here's Henry VIII as an Australian person uh, who can read minds. Doesn't that sound like a funny concept? All right, moving on.
<laughs> he doesn't do the thing. He's like, because that part's always a bit shit. So anyway, uh, but I've, he seen, mentions... I've seen him in real life. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, he... I've, I've seen him in real life as well. No, I've seen him actually not on a stage though. I've seen him sort of in the street. <laughs> He's seen him in a better way than you. It was eating. It was eating a Krispy Kreme donut outside <laughs> of Houston Station in London. There yeah. you go. So anyway, here's my question. He mentioned something about it was about somebody working at a bar, or I guess it was his uh, Henry VIII impression. And he was Australian because somebody had shouted out the Australian accent. He's like, "Yeah, I can do that." So I'll do an Australian accent, and then he goes, "Yeah." Uh, so Henry VIII, where would he work? I guess he's Australian. He'd be working at the bar. Why is that the stereotype? Is that Australians work at the bar? Because Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant had something about Ricky was telling some, or Steve, uh, Carl Pilkinen was telling some story about this g- g- mug in a bar that kept killing people, and they had to. And so Ricky says, "Yeah, they kept calling Australia because they've run out of people to work at the bar." Why is that a stereotype that Australians work at the bar? Um, don't know. I mean, Australians I mean, are known for drinking beer. One thing. Yeah, they, they just they, people think. I mean. A lot of it, I guess, in this country comes from the Castle Mine Forex adverts of the past. You know, yeah. and, and it was, they were very. To us, Australia have a big association with alcohol. Yeah. Even though in Australia, they don't allow them uh, in uh, clubs if they're too drunk. They're very strict about alcohol and people being drunk. But their perception is they like to drink. Even though they don't even let you on the beach uh, drunk or slightly drunk or anything like that. Um, so. We it think just, they're just pissed all it, the time. Yeah, I would understand if it were like, oh, you know, like the stereotype in the U.S. is that, okay, this certain, you know, Mexicans drink a lot or whatever. But it just seems weird that that's the stereotype is that they work at the bar. I don't know. Just saying. Because I, I think, like, you know, whenever you watch any Australian soap operas like Neighbours or Home and Away, there's always a bar on the beach and stuff, yeah. I guess. I don't it's know. Probably Neighbours as well. Yeah. It? And they always, it's a bit like EastEnders, right? If, if you believed EastEnders, everybody goes to the pub every night of the week. Because that's what they all do in EastEnders, you know, in the soap opera. They just go and sit in the pub every night. So I've created, a, I've created the event now. So if you <laughs> know, Swiftly moving on. <laughs> so so I've, if, you, if you go on Facebook and then click on events and then click share, it'll post it up on the Facebook page, which I won't do right now. But the, the mm-hmm. newest gaming news now is that EA games are returning to the online sorry the re, the brick and mortar store game oh yeah no i saw that oh i'm gonna post that on facebook right now yep 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 lots of comments by the way have you seen the comments on the recording the show tonight yeah yeah so have yeah. skyrim yep he said uh so, yeah why don't yeah, we put for the cheese? record before you stop recording hang on i gotta say something oh chinny yeah clean up very well that's an impressive freaking picture man I tell you what, if people haven't seen this, woo! <laughs> man, I had to um, excuse myself for a little while and uh, take that picture. <laughs> Which? Picture? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, your comment on that was very funny. I didn't really now, what, know. Which of you is taller? Because in the one picture, you're like ten feet, and the other one, Matt's like a hundred feet tall. Yeah, well, I'm taller. I'm I'm way taller than Matt. So that, the that's... first one's like your actual looking. Yeah, because your comment was wow. I just wow. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I, what, what do you mean by that? I don't know what you mean. It's just I've I've I've, no, I've never seen you in a suit. I think is the main point I was going to make. <laughs> do you want to actually something funny happened on Facebook? I forgot to mention uh-huh. this. Uh, we had a, we had an actual post by a, a lady called Caroline Homewood, and it sounds like a made-up name. 
And she said, uh, Gears of War 3, or do I need to play 2 first? So I put, play 2 first, uh, as it will fill in quite a bit of the backstory. One is still worth playing, though. And she put, thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah, she did. Thanks, Paul. And then Ginny put, go, yeah, whatever. Ginny, <laughs> I'd play 1 first. And then she put, tried 1. Think it had aged quite a bit after playing Uncharted she, 2. She says, oh, what should I play first, 2 or 3? And I said, yeah, I'd play 1 first. That <laughs> 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 nobody goes first. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, Duke. Look at uh, sorry, Stu. Look at that picture. That link I just put in the oh, chat. Just a minute. Just a minute. That's oh. the picture that Duke saying. Just what Duke's going on about. Well, let me have a look then. I'm doing it now. Oh yes, who'd have known? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's impressive. Look. So was that before or after the court case? Which, which was yeah, that? See, so you wear a suit and everybody makes. <laughs> sorry, I only say. Uh, no, you yeah, do. You to, do brush we, up quite well. We had to have a professional. Um, uh, photo shoot and stuff, so yeah, uh, yeah that's like, two of the photos that came up. So, yeah, I'm printing we'll it off like... now to take upstairs with me later. <laughs> that's uh, both disturbing <laughs> and arousing. <laughs> yeah. anyway. I, got, I got stuff to do. Yeah, we've thanks got to go. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.